and welcome to the Model Car Podcast. I'm Justin Twyford, and today I'm joined by John and Pat. How are you guys doing? How's quarantine? I'm it's doing quarantine. great. Yep. Quarantine, that's all. I'm quarantine, not... that's all, huh? Quarantine, that's it, that's all. I, you know, I know last time Pat mentioned seeing, having some of the, well, people doing, going the wrong ways and wrong one-way aisles in the shop, in the, doing oh, the grocery wow. shopping, and I finally experienced that on Friday. Gee, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I took no, I, uh, Kaylee to the store last week for, well, if you're a teenager, it's the most essential thing. Her headphones broke and she needed a new uh, headphone <gasps> adapter oh, for her no. phone, oh, which, uh, yeah, I was getting panic texts about this. She was at a dad's when it happened and I was getting panic texts. Uh, so I, I had to go to the store uh, because it was essential. Uh, and, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I think it, it was like, everybody's given up on social distancing. Well, not necessarily social distancing. They were pretty good at, but no masks, no, uh, the urgency of staying apart has kind of gone away. Yes. It was, it was nice. Yes. It was warm. Uh, it was just like, okay, we've lost interest in this whole quarantine thing. So we're just going to do our thing. Uh, it was a little quieter than normal, but it was still, probably five times as busy as it has been over the last month or two. Uh, so I was, I was like really surprised, but um, it is what it is nowadays, right? Uh, I guess we could be worse and we're all, uh, you know, in John's area, they're starting to send the kids back to school. So I guess it could be worse. Wow. Oh yeah. Well, there's, and it's, and it's worse than that. There was a kid or two kids. Their mother has a weakened immune system. The father doesn't. The mother said, I don't want them to go back to school. And the father said, they're going back to school. And they went back, they went to the judge and the judges agreed with the father, even though they're Ooh. staying with the mother. Ooh. And this, from my, from my point of view, this you're, that's the wrong precedent to be setting at this time, seeing as the provincial government itself has said, sending your kids back is optional. Ooh, yeah, that's um, yeah, that that's, could be a long continued court case. No, uh, that no, yet. it's not long. It's not continued. The judge has really? said they go to school. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's mm. that's, um, that's rough. That's rough. Um, no, I'm still doing my usual what we call geezer shopping. I shop with the old geezers on safe time between seven and eight a.m. Um, my local grocery store and a number of them here in Ontario are doing that. Uh, folks that are over 55 or have, yeah, you know, maybe a wheelchair or some, you know, they just, they need, uh, or us with weakened immune systems, uh, we can shop, uh, before the crowds and the, the people that as Justin you know, said, you're just maybe not wearing masks anymore and not being as strict as they used to be, say, six weeks ago or five weeks ago. So I do geezer shopping, and um, it's okay. You know, I have no problem. We get our choice of stuff. and um, But I, I've still, you know, I, 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 I still haven't uh, haven't ventured out too much. with uh, Certainly not without a mask. I won't even go in a variety store without a mask to get uh, check my lottery tickets. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I put, I put one on and a little, uh, little bottle of sanitizer in the car for anything I may have touched in the variety store. So it's, um, you know, it's 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 still, for me, certainly it's uh, gotta be. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our show. Uh, any follow up? Uh, we got quite a bit. We did the last show on car movies. And so we got some feedback, uh, car movies we didn't mention. And I just wanted to list them off and see if you guys had any thoughts about any of these, uh, need for speed. 
now I love the games that's based off the Electronic yeah. Arts games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those I, for, were great games, but yeah, they movie, did a, I, didn't, I wasn't even aware there was a movie. Uh, Me movie is maybe five years old, and I'd actually forgot about it. I watched it once. I think I own it on DVD. Uh, so that tells you how old it is. Uh, but uh, it's not a bad movie, and I'd completely forgotten about it. Um, I believe most of the effects in it were practical effects. There's very little of the uh, digital junk that uh, oh, screws okay. up a All lot right. of a lot of the stuff. So I'll, I'll throw it out there. I'm not sure where it's playing, but uh, you know, if somebody wants something that's a little bit newer, I, I think it's a little fast and the furious. If I remember, there's uh, you know, police. There's an underlying. Um, police theme to it and uh, we'll have to uh see what uh see what that was i i forgot all about that movie uh one no... of the one of the other ones i'm not sure if you've seen this disney uh you know my beloved disneyland that uh, closed and screwed up my entire spring break vacation uh cars uh it was uh animated but uh, mm. certainly had a good... uh, yeah exactly uh <laughs> they have a really really good uh a cars ride in California Adventure, which is amazing and worth the lineup for it. But well, um, there you go. You're going to make me make me make me uh, make me a second reason to go to Disney. So <laughs> uh, actually, that's your first reason. Uh, Star Wars comes second to that. That is it. It's actually really really cool. Really okay. Um, yeah, you race uh, the car on the track next to you. Uh, you go through the garage. It's it's really well done. Just a fun, hmm. fun ride. Anyway, hmm. okay. um, I hadn't really thought about that as a car, as a car movie. Uh, what do you guys no. think? Does it cla- classify in there? I completely forgot about it, basically because it's animated. It's a great movie, and you know, there's there's three movies in the series. Number three is my book is almost as good as number one. So, if if you'd given us five, <laughs> I might have thought of those too. <laughs> I I don't know that I would have counted them, but I give them. Uh, I'll give them a, a tip of the hat for being there. And yeah, they were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Le Mans, Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in years. Uh, it. Didn't jump out at me, but I, I mean, it's Steve McQueen. You know, he's just cool. Uh, I remember the, the story about it. But uh, have you guys got any thoughts on this one? Been a good choice for us. Very, for its day, it was extremely well photographed, uh, filmed. Um, if it would have been a top 10 list, then yeah, but we'd still be recording that episode. So this is true. Um, <laughs> it, it's certainly in, in, in my top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, the next one I was thinking of you because I, I know that. <laughs> I, I, well, you had the American Graffiti as your as one of your choices. Uh, remember mm-hmm. Greece? Um, yeah, I didn't really think of putting a musical in uh, in the um, like. Uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> no. Uh, John Travolta no. ruled it, ruined it for you. John Travolta ruins everything for me until we get to Pulp Fiction. But then, anyway, yes. Um, well, it. Welcome back, Cotter, and then he jumped right to Pulp Fiction. Anything in between for me is John was just mm, okay. So Greece, uh, not even in my top ten, but um, yeah, it's it's got that that hot rod thing going on. <laughs> John, how about like, you on that one? Nope, you're, you're not <laughs> walking around uh, listening to the lady on the tube uh, singing the music for you, huh? No. No, 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 All right. no. All right. Um, here's one that I had never heard about. Uh, Eric Bana, 
Banner. Is that how you say that? Uh, Love the Beast. And I guess it's probably an Australian one because of the... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's about his 1970s Ford Falcon Coupe. Uh, I don't know anything about this, but Alex uh, Thomas uh, recommended this one, heavily recommended that we watch this. Have, have either of you guys heard about this or know anything about it? Uh, only through Alex, so I'll have to, uh, I'll have to uh, look that up and see what's, uh, what the deal is. Yeah, that may uh, be a trip to Sweden, I think, for that one. That, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the final recommendation was The Last American Hero. And I don't know if... I, was that a Schwarzenegger movie or something? Mm. No, it's not. I just stars Jeff Bridges and Valerie Perrin. Perrin, Perrin, Perrin. Okay, so oh. I, I don't know anything about that one. Um, do, no, do you know anything, I had John? to look it up. I, I had to look it up because I was, what the heck is this, you know? And Jeff Bridges, Valerie Perrin, Ger- Geraldine Fitzgerald, Ned Beatty, Gary Busey. In theory, it's lots of lots of big names, but uh, yeah, it's got it's got the plot of a romance new movie rather than a than a yeah, car date, movie. Dates from nineteen seventy three. It had a budget of two million one hundred thirty thousand and made a box office in North America of one million two hundred fifty thousand. So I that's guess why not. we haven't heard about it. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oops. That probably should have gone straight to beta or VHS. I assume. Uh, back day. in those days, there were neither of those. Right. That was nineteen seventy three. That was before them oh, came out. Oh, 73. Yeah, not 83, Pat. It came out on DVD in 2006, so it's S- out there, super, guys. <laughs> super 8. Super 8. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, reel-to-reel movies. I know, that was only audio, I think, wasn't it? Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Uh, some great conversations we've been having uh, with our with our audience about uh, what kits were, what uh, movies were good. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, some choices thing, if you're ever bored, uh, John, on a Saturday evening. Um, other things that he can watch. I'm not sure my wife will yeah. actually put up with any of these, but that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, other follow-up. Uh, I've got, uh, uh, I'm a little jealous of John's follow-up here. John, do you want to tell me what yours is? <laughs> okay, last time I had, uh, I believe I told you that I'd put in for a replacement body from Revell, Germany for my... But the Baja Bronco, they'd included the factory stock body in the kit, and now they've sent me the proper body for the Baja Bronco. And in like in very, very little time, I was not expecting it to get quite that fast. And there was just one of those days, I think I was taking something out to the garbage can and said, "Hmm, I wonder, look in the mailbox, there's a box in here. When did that come? Look at the box, Rumpel, Germany. My goodness. (laughs) Did they ship it from Germany? Yes. Wow. Okay. I'm yes. I'm, so the- I'm very very jealous and a little upset because my follow up actually said that I still haven't got anything from Ravel yet. I'm still waiting for my Land Rover body, uh, and mm. I had applied for that a week or so earlier than you did. Oh, more uh, than a week. Yeah, more than a week because I got I yeah. got the approval before you even went into it. So that's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm jealous. Um, maybe it comes down to which body it is. Who knows? Well. That, that's yeah that's um and i have nothing coming from Ravel, so um i'm happy uh you know what it's better <laughs> if you don't have to have anything yes they get it right the first time that's better pat Trust um us. yeah As I, I so i see we still have no parts distribution from north america everything or certainly with john's coming right from germany <laughs> i was under the impression that we were going to have some replacement parts uh, and i don't remember where that information came from 
but that they would be able to mail in a timely manner from North America, from U.S., I'm assuming. But I guess none of that's happening yet, and that, you know, that could be just a thing that um, I may have misheard or just didn't get the correct details on. But anyway. Somebody sent you the wrong memo. That's all. Well, I don't get all the memos. That's the that's the thing. And I, darn it, I should be getting the memos. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm jealous. Anyway, uh, Pat, some follow up. Uh, I heard that Alex Thomas got his uh, sub- subscription to J.R. Salvino's solved. We have worked something out for Alex uh, that would be beneficial to him and to Salvino. So everything um, subscription to Australia is. Um, st- just something that Salvino's is having difficulty with, but something's going to work out for Alex. I can feel it. Yeah, uh, that's that's good for Alex. The shipment's yeah. going to go to Sweden, right, Pat? Um, or yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's uh, it's going to make it to Alex. It's going to be a little delayed, but it's going to get to Alex, and he'll have a subscription to uh, the Salvino's Builders Club. Excellent. That's Yay. great for. Him. All right, uh, new stuff in the hobby. Let's uh, move on pretty quickly here. Uh, I've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I saw a post from Tim Boyd on Spotlight uh, about a uh, a newly reissued, uh, a new kit based on the old MPC Fox Mustang tool, the 79288 uh, Mustang mm-hmm. tool. It's a Mustang Cobra on, on the box art. Uh, fresh box art, all new decal sheet. Um, and, uh, looks pretty good. Uh, I immediately thought of John for this one. What, what do you think, John? Have you seen well, this I one? I can recall seeing it back in the day. I just, I didn't realize it, realize it was all new. Now that I know it's all new, maybe, but you got to remember what they charge for AMT kits. Well, it's a new kit. Based. You know, AMT kits are, and I, as far as I know, that was originally an MPC tooling. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but. It's just, wow, you know, if I'm going to spend that amount of money on an MPC kit, I can probably get one, you know, secondhand for half the price. At one of these canceled model shows. Yes, at one of the canceled model shows. Yes, yes, that's right. Mm. Uh-huh. But Don't get I'll, me started I'll, on those. I'll, I'll miss out on the new and updated decals. And, well, the new updated decals are always worth the, worth the price in my book. I don't know. I'll have to consider it. Mm-hmm. It looks. Uh, I'm. N- I'm not familiar with the old kit, but uh, it's. It's nice to see something uh, coming out uh, at least a little different. Looking at the uh, the. I'm just on uh, Tim's website now on his Faki account, and uh, it looks like a a typical old uh, style kit. Um, there's nothing terribly exciting, but I'm not a huge Mustang guy, so uh, uh, you know. That, I'll, I'll leave it to John. Um, well, I guess like everything comes down to price. Uh, John, yeah. you posted something in our Slack channel on uh, Scale Auto YouTube uh, because John does YouTube. And uh, I actually watched it. I, I did YouTube. Uh, it was more details on the Ravel paints. Uh, do, do you want to sum up what you saw, John? I got to read. Yeah, you got to read. <laughs> When did I post this? A week ago? A week and a half ago? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's, let's, okay. Let me, uh, because I've done show prep. Um, let oh, me, yeah, but I, oh. I, I did the show, show prep by seeing it and sending it to, posting it for us. And then what goes in one ear sometimes goes out the other ear, if you get what I mean. And, <laughs> uh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a quick review of the show notes this morning is out of the question. So, oh, I'm sorry. Did that come out loud? I'm, I'm sorry. 
You actually yeah. said it as opposed to just keeping it between your ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. warmer day, sunshine, orange car called me, okay? <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't blame you. No, if I had an if I had a Garfield, I'd be out in Garfield this morning too. Uh So they've got they've they've got humbral tins for enamels basically. And people are saying on Facebook, same tin, same Tim, different paint. Oh, it's going to be different it, paint. They, they didn't really get into the paint details on on this, but uh, they're 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 humble tins. I got nothing else to yeah, say about those. Yeah, exactly. That's what they look like. The acrylic ones were interesting. Did you did you guys see these? They were they're yep. square, obviously. <laughs> with that, of course, well, I saw it. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I okay. Let me refresh your memory, John. Uh, they were square. They have a pressure fit. Um, tipping them they don't screw on uh and they're they're cut on an angle so that you can rotate the top and it apparently pops the top out um they looked far too complicated for an acrylic paint um i i was surprised and um it it just seemed like an odd design decision you can uh clip it together to form a little um a palette palette uh it, it's uh, we've got a link to the youtube in in the uh in the show notes so if you're interested in go see it um i i was i was surprised by the development costs that would have gone into the into those just to make that design of it uh and then the spray cans just look like a t- typical to me type of spray can uh nothing terribly exciting the one thought i did have was Ravel. Who came up with your naming scheme? <laughs> Some of those were just terrible. I, I mean, they were they're all, they're right up there with uh, the Gunsies, Mister, you know, like Mister Paint and uh, Mister <laughs> Silver, Mister Silver Blue, Mister Mi- Mister Mark, Mister Mark Softer. Yeah, exactly. For 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 decal um, softening or for like a, a solva solva set or so, Mister Mark Softer. That's the one that always kind of sticks in my head for some reason yep they uh mr paintbrush you know like they're, they're so obvious yeah. ravel's yeah. um their names have been obviously thought out but really they're kind of like a cute name for saying what's on the tin um but uh yeah they didn't have a lot of details on on the uh paint uh, itself they didn't do any demos of the paints just really showed off the tins uh Ooh, they are coming to canada in june so if anybody's, you know, for trying them out, they'll, they'll be here. Uh, unfortunately, they're not coming into the U.S. until later. So I'm not sure why they're coming into Canada first. I would have thought mm. it would have been the other way around with labeling. General. Yeah. To, make up to, to, make up to make up for making us wait for the 68 Chevelle and the 69 Mustang. I was excited about the Chevelle and the Mustang, though. I, you know, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, but John, you didn't wait for those like the rest of Canada did. Didn't, the rest didn't of Canada get... is that including Sweden or not? No, well, no. I'm just. Uh, I, 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 I know. No, I, I don't think it's a secret that I sent you those that I uh, that I had brought in from the U.S. by myself, like yes, over the border. Thank you, and so, thank you, and thank you. Yeah. So I. Um, you you didn't have to wait, but no, um, I didn't have to wait. Yeah. But virtually everybody else in Canada, the rest did. of Canada did wait. And actually, I the did. first batch, you waited. I had to wait. 
And what was I even on the show at that time? I don't even think I was. So or I may have may have had my first appearance or something by then. That was a long time ago. It seems <laughs> seems like forever. But um, no, that's um, I just find that that acrylic bottle box vessel, whatever I don't know what I call it. Vessel. That's a good one. <laughs> hey, gimmicky. It yeah. It, it just yep. seems like like we said. Like you said, there's obviously humbrel tins, like they're they're identical. Um, I just, if you're going to copy humbrel's tins, or actually buy, you know, from the same manufacturers humbrel tins, why would you come up with something? Maybe this is already an existing bottle, this acrylic vessel, if you will, and um, they've found a way to use it for paints. Um, I I can't, I can't see anyone creating this just for paints but i don't know I, I it's kind of gimmicky and i'm not so sure it has a nice solid base i guess once you get the lid off of it but yeah, i think that you're not going to be stealing much of that paint <laughs> i i think that once that and i don't know with the acrylics maybe the lid won't get gummed up like some older um older other paints but if that lid gets gummed up that's going to be just a, another big challenge to uh, pop open so gimmicky and uh i'll get some in my hands and play with it and we'll see how they uh how they turn out yeah i think okay. that's kind of my thought i gotta try it just to see if it's yeah uh, really smart or if it's a real gimmick it's okay, gonna uh, take a lot to drag me away from Tamiya bottle paints yeah and i don't i don't think this is the uh i don't think this is the cure so uh but we'll see. I'll give them a chance. I do have it on good authority that uh, it's already being tested for scale auto. So, well, I figured Ooh. seeing as we know that yeah, they yeah. have the cans in hand. Yeah, they yeah. have it. But well, it could have been fine scale modeler that was testing it. No, it's scale auto as far as I know. Okay. All so. right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, be fun. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at their, uh, I'll look at their system and or, or their review of it and, uh, judge for myself uh, again i don't i don't like humbrel um I, I like the paints i don't like the little t- the little tins and um just you know again Agreed. the carrier the, the <laughs> containers the vessels if you will are not well thought out in my eyes so far but again i i'm kind of to me a spoiled mm-hmm. hey speaking of uh hobby paints uh, we were having a great discussion on slack the other day uh, yesterday, actually, last night, yeah, um, yeah. about testers enamels. And uh, I <laughs> honestly couldn't remember. I, you know, I used to have some uh, many, many years ago, back in the days when I had hair. Um, and I couldn't remember what I'd done with them. And I actually found them. They were buried in like one of the bottom drawers that you never go into of your tool chest. Uh, so I was actually impressed that I still have some of those. Um, I haven't used I God only knows... Um, how old they are and what kind of shape they're in, but uh, I haven't used them in years. Uh, do you guys still use your your uh, and testers enamels that you grew up with and tube glue, or have you moved on completely, like me? Moved on completely. I still have a few bottles of the uh, t- the old testers enamel because there's uh, exactly one use that it is perfect for, and that's if you're building, for example, a thirty a nineteen thirties classic, the Duesenbergs. The engine color is sort of an apple green. Couple a couple three drops of yellow into a bottle of green, and there's your perfect match for the Duesenberg engine color. Two blue, uh, yeah. Sorry, I think that uh, disappeared in my <laughs> like thirty years ago, <laughs> if that. Oh yeah, long gone. Yeah, that's the only, gone. 
Man. Tube Jeez. tube glue. Um, no, tube glue uh, well, has been... Uh, I have some from when uh, Ravel was issuing the metal-bodied kits that were essentially everything in the box. You know, oh, like yeah. The, okay. the bullet charger or something like that. Um, or the bullet yep. Mustang. Wasn't yeah, that the first uh, thing you did was throw away the little plastic paint pots and those uh, and the tube glue? And the mm. tube glue I didn't because I knew the company's reputation. It's Ambroid. Ambroid has a very good reputation. It's a much, much better product mm-hmm. than tam- than uh, testers made. So it, it doesn't get you high like it did when we were kids, though. I never sniffed it when I was a kid. I don't know what you're talking about, Justin. Um, <laughs> Me neither. I've just heard these things. Anyway, yeah, let's, just, let's just, move just on. just heard those things. Um, <laughs> all right, one thing, I I do have a couple of small uh, square bottle testers paints. Well, they're empty now or they're dried crust inside of them, only because they have nifty little price stickers on the side that say Kmart 19 cents or... Uh, yeah, or something like that, uh, yeah. 22, 22 cents at Wolco. That's the only reason I've saved those bottles is just for... Uh, it's got the old Tester's PLA label on it, and they've got weird old price tags. That's why I've saved them. They're just they're just modeling for history. At it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of modeling history, um, do you guys want to buy me a kit? I'd, I'd really like to try the next one. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not sure how new I've this heard is. The price. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure how new this is, but oh I my gosh, was I excited I, I haven't, to see this? I haven't heard the price yet. So oh, you okay. haven't heard the price. I'll, yet. I'll tell no. you what. I'll buy. I'll I'll buy into the Ferrari if you buy me the truck that I found. Uh, uh, Believe me, you'll come. You'll come out way on top. You'll come out way on top. All right. Let's. I. You could get me multiple trucks for the price of what yours goes for. Okay. Well, that's fine then. <laughs> so I found. Um, I got an email. I got an email from BNA Model World down in Australia. And they bring in stuff that you just don't see anywhere else. Uh, and this is the Model Factory Hero. Um, are you guys familiar with uh, MFA? Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I, can't, I can't afford to even look at the boxes. No, so. I can't afford. Yeah, same as Pat. Oh. Uh, I've, I've got a few of their 24 scale stuff. Uh, this is a 12th scale. It is the Ferrari 330 P4 open top uh, Targa Florio. Number two two four from nineteen sixty seven. This uh, I would have seen this when I watched Ford versus Ferrari two weeks ago. uh, Probably, Um, I'm I'm pretty certain. (laughs) It is absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. Have you have you looked at the link, Pat? I I I haven't. I I haven't, but I will. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. I but I can I can I know. MFH's, um, I know their quality. Uh, you know, I was joking earlier. I've certainly, I, I've inspected their kits a few times and go, wow, these guys are something else. Yeah. Um, and now but, that I look know, at it, yeah, I did see it. <laughs> yeah. With the number of digits that, you know, are included in the 24th scale prices, uh, for boxes, I can only imagine what oh. the price of this thing is. And it's on sale. Yeah, it, it is only. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure what that is in Canadian. Uh, I think I worked it out last week and then uh, promptly forgot because I didn't want to think about it. Uh, Twelve hundred and seventy dollars Australian, which is probably similar. Uh, Eight hundred and thirty-eight dollars US. Wow! Um, wow! Uh, Patreon guys, I need you to step up just a little bit for that. We're going to need about fifty more patrons. 
<laughs> at, at, at full value. Uh, yeah, wow. No I, absolutely gorgeous kit, though. And uh, so the uh, link's in yeah. the show note for that. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. The other one uh, that is also uh, by a uh, Model Factory Hero that uh, I had never seen before is a 12th scale Lancia Delta Integrale Evo 92. So it's a rally car. And as you guys all know, I'm partial mm-hmm. to rally cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a 112 scale full detail kit. And looking at the parts list on this is just amazing. <laughs> it, it, it is uh, also on sale. Uh, oh, oh, this one's even cheaper. It's uh, twelve hundred and thirty-six dollars. You uh, Australian? Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. that? Uh, oh, it's only eight hundred and sixteen dollars. So I might as well get two of these. Well, yeah, but if you convert the Australian to the Canadian dollar, your first one, the Ferrari, is uh, one thousand one hundred forty-nine dollars and fifty-seven cents Canadian. Yeah, mm. and the divorce mm. that goes along with it is, yeah, that's going to cost you a lot more. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you're on okay. your own. We don't. There won't be enough patron supporters to be, to afford that. Well, we can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, there won't be enough uh, wife supporters to afford that one either. I mean, no. But, oh my god, are they absolutely gorgeous kits? Uh, if anybody's ever built one of those, uh, let me know. I'd love to see what it looks like, how the build up went. Uh, just gorgeous kits, both of those. Anyway, uh, those okay. are uh, those are more uh, Justin's dream kits. One thing that I have seen wow. hitting the stores nowadays, uh, and this is a yeah, question let's for not John. Go there. Uh, John, not, where is your there. Ford Mustang GT4 oh, oh. from Tamiya? Not here yet. Where are his two? Well, yes, everybody else has whatever. got them, John. I know that, and I'm getting a little... <clears throat> As we say here in Quebec, I'm getting a little fâché. I'm a little hot under the collar, but uh, uh, you know, I, I deal with a Canadian mail order place, and he's not. He sends out a weekly email, and he's not even listing them to order yet. And I'm like, <clears throat> and everybody oh. else is getting them. Hmm. Wow. And normally, when he you know he gets it you know for delivery, you can order it now, and he'll get it in a month's time. And it's like, oh man, this is killing me on this one. Yeah, that's. Uh, I notice geez. I'm being I'm being played. I'm not naming names, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a little no, upset. No. <laughs> you know, Dennis I, would have taken care of us by now. Oh God, yes, Dennis. Well, Dennis would have gotten his from the states to begin with, yeah, direct from the states. Yeah. yeah. So by the time you hear this episode, I will have mine in hand because. Yeah, uh, and I'm considering canceling my pre-order and ordering with who you're getting it from. So. Yeah. Um, that's actually no, my local hobby shop. You're, oh man! But you yeah. know who I'm talking. You know who I'm talking. Yeah, I about, do. Okay. I do. And if he coughs up a couple bucks, we'll mention his name one of these times. But um, yeah. no, my local hobby shop. Actually, I messaged him because I asked him a couple months ago. I said, when it comes in, you know, let me know, and um, he will be back. I, I still, we're. Um, uh, Tuesday morning, he's opening back up, but he might open up Monday morning, which is we're recording this on a Sunday. So he said, call me tomorrow morning. I may come into the shop for a couple hours and you can come and pick it up. So I may have it, you know, but I'll certainly have it by the time you've heard this. Uh, and I've ordered decals for it too, because- Me too, uh, me too. I've, I'm ordering decals before I get the kit, so. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, um, Indiecals has done at least two so far, and they're going to do a bunch, uh, what they say. Oh, there's, there's, four. there's four on the list now? Yep. Okay, there you go. Um, and with me, with my my NASCAR and my, my roundy round type of uh, 
The one was uh, driven by uh, four of the NASCAR ARCA uh, Xfinity drivers. Uh, the the motorcraft car, the number twenty two motorcraft car, with uh, Haley Deegan and uh, Chase Briscoe and a couple other drivers that I don't have at the top of my head right now. Um, Michael's uh, at IndyCal's his decal sheet looks really good for that. It looks like the reference photos I've seen of the uh, the roar before the twenty four, as they called it. It's uh, the four hour Michelin pilot race. Uh, pilot series race uh, that that they ran uh, just before the 24 hours at Daytona. So those are coming in the mail. Probably um, I'll, um, I'll have those. Well, I will have these by the time you hear this. And uh, that might be, uh, I've got some stuff going on, but that might be the bench clearer for now because um, I, I think I'll have to jam through a couple of halfway through NASCARs right now and, uh, and put that on the, uh, on the, the stove as being next. So, Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to mm-hmm. this. Yes, very much. And like uh, so you, did you guys I, actually order from this IndyCal's uh, website? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. I, I have a few times. Um, Michael's a good guy. Um, he probably is, but come on, Michael. This like website is like 1999. Well. It's, uh, you know, I just went if into. It's, if it's moving product for him. Yeah. I, I went in to do a search. And it dumps me into a Google search. I can't actually search on his website. Cause I, oh, no. that Yeah, that part is, um, yeah. But it does link back. So, yeah. yeah it's, it, it is, it's a clumsy website. Uh, but the product, uh, I, certainly, whatever, two thumbs up, five stars, whatever comes from him. It's laser printed now. It's not Alp style anymore. If you have a history with IndyCals, he switched over to laser style printing uh, uh, a few years back, and everything is just super top quality. You'd have to be looking for flaws in order to find them. Um, they're not, you know, they're not evident just from looking at it. Everything looks really crisp and clean and um, highly recommended. Uh, decals from indicals and he's not paying us to say that yet that's that's good i'm i'm glad because uh you know part of it i i gotta be honest if i stumbled on this website i'm not sure if i would give them my credit card number uh but knowing that you have done that is uh excellent and perhaps a reason for our listeners not to be scared of uh uh old uh, designs well unless they don't trust me so there might be listeners out there that don't trust me so they won't trust my recommendations Oh, Pat, with your dulcet tones, uh, you could sell uh, oh, snow you to, sell ice to an, an Inuit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll accept that. Um, all right. So what are you guys working on at the moment? Well, I got the decals on my Salvino's JR um, Pontiac Grand Prix 2 Plus 2. I'm building the uh, Hawaiian Punch uh, Michael Waltrip's uh, rookie car and uh it's painted and decaled and there's a photo in the show notes if you want to see if you haven't already seen it on facebook or uh, twitter or whatever i wherever other social media i'm doing so having fun with that uh looks really good it thank you it's uh it's turning out quite well there's it's it's almost all monogram kit underneath a new body um it's it's not even the original pontiac body so um, the, the, the original Grand Prix body. So, um, it's, um, it's nice. There's a couple little, you know, just little extra work you have to do to fit the rear bumper, but, uh, front bumper went on like it was, uh, 
like it was meant to be there. So it's uh, which I guess it is meant to be there. So it's uh, fun, and I've seen a lot of seen a lot of finished ones already. So um, yeah, I'm just not a fast builder because because uh, of things, because of <laughs> issues, because of uh, feelings or whatever. But yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> Uh, so we were talking before about uh, your blue. You just went with blue on the bottom with no demarcation line under the yellow. Yes. How do, uh, no problems with that at all? I would make uh, I'd make the blue slightly wider, slightly taller, probably an eighth of an inch taller. I, I think they see the numbers in the yellow stripe are integrated. And I think mm-hmm. the numbers are sitting just like a, an eighth of an inch too low. So I would, uh, my, my demarcation, I didn't quite line it up as well as I would have liked. But it's, it's passable. Good. It's Good. passable for my shelf. It's, it's not going to enter any contest. I still have to paint the interior yet, the, uh, like the insides of the doors and whatever. But yeah, I, I would make the, the blue just a little, uh, a little wider. And I can measure it and tell you exactly. But um um, yeah, it it uh, it turned out quite well. Just um, yeah, just if you go to if you're building this kit as the Hawaiian punch car, um, I use the the body reveal as the demarcation area, and the reveal. If you don't know what a reveal is, it's when there's a different there's a change in the bodywork, uh, like a uh, how do I describe how do I describe a reveal? Like a, a panel line. Yeah, some could say where the panel line changes somewhat. Um, I lined it up equivalent with that. I would raise it up just above that. Onto the uh, door a little higher then? Yep, a little higher up on the door. So mm-hmm. um, not too not too crazy high because if you look at mine, it's just the, the numbers um, are just a little little lower on the door than they should be. So, But that may be as much as a quarter of an inch, not even... Uh, eighth of an inch even so and i think you've got to be very familiar with the one-to-one car to notice anything because certainly it looked right to me and when i, I and i'm okay. not, a, yeah, I'm not no, a nascar just, uh, fanatic as much though so uh no it just it, it's a little thing that bothers me but i can live with it because uh it's um it, it'll be something that i can um be proud of <laughs> uh john you finished something yeah i did i finished my CompuWare Corvette C5R. And I forgot to, <laughs> it wasn't put in the show notes because I was that close to finishing it when I initially made the notes. Since then, it's been finished. It's not bad looking. It's not one of my best, not one of my worst, but. Uh, oh, it does It does look really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are you working on now? You've got, uh, you were doing the trio and yeah, one of them still, seems um, to have uh, jumped in front of the others. Yeah, just because it wasn't how I wanted it to go, but uh, I got into a, a week or two where I didn't want to paint and that's all I had that it's all I had to do on the Ford GTP. I've everything else is assembled. So you know, paint, paint, paint. Yeah. And for some strange reason, the GTP seems to be acting like a magnet for every little bit of dust, dirt and whatever else. I don't know where it's coming from, mm. but every time, Every time it, uh, you know, every time I go to paint, bing, bang, boom. Oh, no, 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 no. And then on top of that, it still has to be two-toned. No. So, yes. Darn. Any of those dust things hiding, like, can you hide over, like, put decals over them to hide those spots or no? No. I know there's there's not much to that car for markings, I know. No, that's it. And the strobe striping doesn't make it any easier to guess where, you know, is that going to be covered by a decal or not? Or 
yeah, we don't know. So I now a question: Are you using uh, in decals for that, or using the kit decals? Yes, I am. I'll give a shout uh, out here to Mark Taylor, who suggested that if I was going to yes. order the Motorcraft decals from in decals, I'd be stupid not to get the others. So I did. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know that Ravel kit has got to be thirty years. Well, late or probably about around 90 that was released? No, 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 oh, no, 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 okay. early 80s. <laughs> oh, wow, it goes far. Okay, so we're talking better part of 35 or 40 years. So yes. Th- those decals might be a little uh, little ripe. Uh, so. Well, they're, they're, they may be ripe, they may not be ripe. Mark indicated that they were made a different way back then. I forget how he described it, but they do not take decal solvent at all. Yeah, okay. And if you know, if you know how the car goes, there's... Coming out of the front wheel, the front wheel openings, it curves up and then goes flat. So you've got a oh. decal that you need to put solvent yeah. on to get it to follow that curve. And he said, that's just not going to work. If you get the indicals, he said, guarantee work. They'll lay out, they lay down like they, they lay right there. down. Yeah. And if you look at the image that they have on the indicals site, it show, you know, if you look real close at it, maybe they actually curved it. And he said, yes, they actually did curve it so that your stripes are going to go around that corner and look perfect. Ooh, so this good, is, good, yeah, good, good. This was a good purchase, a good investment of $12 US. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. No, his, uh, again, I, I, I've, uh, used a couple of him, his decals and I, I recommend them. So, uh, I'm glad there was an option for that. Yeah. The NASCARs of the day, the early mid eighties, there was like a thicker, there was a thicker clear over top of uh, when they when they silk screened those decals, and yeah, they did not like um, did not like setting solutions whatsoever. So it comes from the same era. I understand what uh, what Mark's saying on that. So good, glad there's an option to uh, do that uh, do that car properly. Yes, and the other one, of course, is still the Ford GT. I had originally when I first painted it, I hadn't accounted for the fact that the zero paint was hot. So I wrinkled my primer and ever since then I've been just trying to get the wrinkles out. Oh, I didn't get that body line, right? So a little bit more filling, a little bit more primer. And I'm hoping sometime in the following week, we can begin dusting on some more winds purple. Yay. How, how, how hot or wow. What primer, um, do you I use, usually I, on that car? It's Krylon white. I figured okay. white was the right color for it. I normally okay. use gray, but uh, yeah, yeah, you don't want to. Uh, yeah, okay, I understand. So, um, uh, so that paint uh, was that hot that it actually bent, it actually melted your uh, primer. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and just the primer, not the plastic. Wow. Didn't touch the plastic hmm. at all. Hmm. So I was That's, sort of like, um, this is different. <laughs> No, I think we've discussed before, people have said before, match your paints to your primers or primers to your paints. Uh, you know, that usually works best. So his primer must be. His paint must be. <laughs> Ooh, hot stuff, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, and that's, it, it's not, a, you know, it's not a law. You don't have to do that, but people tend to get the best results. So see, I've never been a Krylon guy. Um and I've seen people have great success with it. I tried it. It's like, eh, it, so, Hey, that's, um, anyway, you're, uh, you're going, you're getting back to, uh, you, you think maybe color soon. Yes. Oh yeah. As far I looked at, I polished down the primer yesterday and took a good look at everything where, you know, I got those, bo- got where those lower scoops on the sides of Ferdin 
just the way I wanted it. And I said, okay, it's, it's good. After that coat of primer, it's good to go. So just a matter of finding the time and motivation. That's all. Yep. Yeah. And you're getting busy at work now or you. Well, yeah, sort of something like that. I should, in theory, I should be, but in reality, looking at it, no, there's no real, no real mowing called for this week. And well, for those that don't know, I'm a sexton. So, uh, I was supposed to have a burial today, but uh, they canceled because, well, you can't travel. And when I believe the family is actually from Ontario, so. Mm. Mm. And you can't get, you can't gather. How about the, the other part of the job, the side job that you, uh, is that all done now? The side job as in what I was doing a week ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, no, uh, that's all, that's all done. Okay. All I didn't done. know how long that was going to take. Okay. No, I finished that up on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's, side, it, it's, it's not like you're slinging uh, drugs or anything. It's a side <laughs> job at, at your actual place That's of right. employment. That's right. It's just a side duty or whatever. So yeah. I didn't know how long that was going to take. So uh, No, no, well, it would have it gone faster. It should have been done by now but or done you know weeks ago, but the weather just wasn't cooperating. The weather. Yep. Weather. Hey, Justin, you still there? I'm still here. Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, um, so I had a productive week, or two weeks, because it's been two weeks yeah. since our last one. I finished three models. Are you impressed? Three. Three? Oh, that's right. Yeah, three. Okay. Three? How's that possible? <laughs> I mean, you, you quit the hobby, didn't you? You quit, I quit the yeah. hobby, yes. I quit, quit the, the hobby. hobby. Um, yes. Because uh, I was, yes. Anyway, we will go there. See previous episodes. Uh, so I finished <laughs> the uh, Isuzu Veracross, the Tamiya one. I went with the two-tone gray that uh, Pat uh, was spearheading the charge to make it uh, Aztec. Man, man, that looks good. I it, Man, there was so much um, masking on that because uh, not only do <laughs> yeah. you have to do the two-tone gray, then you still have to do all of the uh, flat black or semi-gloss black trim pieces and extra details that uh, Tamir should have really given you decals for, but didn't. Uh, uh, like okay. the there's a, a cutout in the hood that should be black, uh, bl- uh, flat black. And there's one on the rear. Um, there's a integrated uh, spare tire cover that has a flat black portion. So I, I just got tired of masking that, but I got it done. Which was good. Oh, integrated. Oh man, yeah, that would be a that would be a pain to uh, mask. Um, how many rolls of frog tape did you go through, or did you use actual real Tamiya tape? Uh, I use Tamiya tape because I don't have frog tape. Okay, all right, but hmm. uh, it it works well. Like same same stuff. It really is. Yep. Same. Um, I, I like my Tamiya. I'm well stocked on it, so it's all good. But uh, I'm stocked a whole lot less after that kid. I could tell you. Yeah. No. I I I don't know. Like I. I, I won't keep to it in my horn, but I think it looks a lot better in that two tone. Um, it just yeah, but know. it could it, it looks good two tone, but maybe it should have been a brighter color aside from the silver. Um, like maybe red or orange or you know something. Well, it would stand out more, that's for sure. But you know, even I don't know, it, it still looks good to me. It looks better than it did before it got two toned. If you if you slap um, a pretty lipstick on an Aztec and make it mm-hmm. bright red or bright yellow. It's still a pig. It's still a pig. It's, mm-hmm. it's that's still a kind pig. of the point. Uh, you know, th- to me, this yeah. uh, Cross was, it's a grocery getter. Yeah, it's, I, I know there's some yeah. off, off-road use to it, but 
it, it looks like a grocery getter. And that was kind of the theme I wanted to go with. Uh, the mm-hmm. silver mm-hmm. worked pretty much the way I wanted it to. I, I Especially with the gray. I think the silver and the gray went together. Uh, I was happy with it. Um, bit of a pain, but, uh, you know, it, it was a nice shelf build to go. Uh, then I've been working on clearing up. I, I talked about this a little while ago before I started anything else. I had a bunch of uh, abandoned projects that I wanted to clear off. Uh, the disastrous Murcielago, the one that got me to quit the hobby a couple of weeks ago, uh, <laughs> I, I, I finished it. Uh, it fought me the whole way. The even to the very last detail, which was the rear lights that don't actually fit. Um, yeah, it was it was just a fighter the whole way, that one. It, it is off my bench. It is in my display cabinet. Uh, so I'm happy with that. And then I had a, uh, a Fujimi WRX STI uh, from 2004, sort of vintage on that. Uh, and again, that was, it wasn't a perfect build, um, and it had got stalled because there were a couple of issues with it. Um, I just went with the issues. I rolled into it clean, you know, did a couple of things to fix it up. It's, uh, it's a shelf model, and uh, happily to get, that, to get that finished. I finished that yesterday morning. So I, I'm pretty happy. Uh, in two weeks, I finished three kits. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Azuzu is probably the only one of those that I would ever show anybody. Uh, but, um, you know, that's, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah. One of the neat things that I found last week. So because I finished two kits, uh, well, three kits, I had to find a space for them. And we've talked about my uh, challenges with, I've, I've got, you know, a family. So I only have a little bit of space for displaying bottle kits um, down in, in, in the living room. Uh, I had some really high shelves uh, that had the cars in the plastic um, uh, testers display cases. We've talked about those before. Uh, they were getting kind of precarious. Uh, you know, if somebody closed the door too long, too hard, or we had a small earthquake because I live on this coast, um, you know, I was actually getting, you know, when I put these other ones up there, I was like, oh, uh, if there was a good shake, I, I might end up with several kits uh, falling seven or eight feet onto the ground. And, and so I thought about this and I started looking for ideas. And I came across on Clay, Craigslist um, a storage unit. Uh, I think it's an Ikea piece, but it's, uh, it's a tall Ikea piece. It's probably six feet tall. It's got six glass shelves in it. Uh, with the standard uh, uh, vertical uh, door that comes into it. It's pre-fitted with three LED lights. And I found this guy that was about a half-hour drive from my place that was selling it for 40 bucks. So I quickly hopped in my truck and went down and picked it up. Um, got it home in the rain without too much damage to it. Actually, no damage, but uh, it took a little bit of wrapping and all the rest of that. Uh, so I, I spent yesterday organizing my kits and moving everything from the plastic kits into my new storage unit. So I'm uh, really happy, actually. It's uh, nice to have something displayed with lights as well. Um, I also uh, have to thank my beautiful wife, who let me put it in the bedroom, because that was about the only place that we have space for such a thing. So, wow. yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, hopefully the dust is not too bad. I'm kind of considering options of uh, sealing around the door uh, with something temporary to make it just a little bit more air 
tight, uh, but it's it's not bad. We'll we'll see how it goes. Nice, mm-hmm. very nice. Yep. And then uh, just because I cleared off all these kits off my my bench, I still have a couple more I can work on periodically. But uh, I, I'm down to the point where I'm comfortable with with unbuilt kits. Like I'm I'm not. Um, tripping over them uh, i started uh, i did all the cleaning and started going through the instructions and get an idea of how i'm going to do my birth year build so uh, i picked i think i mentioned this before the 1970 which is of course my year yes i'm going to be 50 this year everybody uh the <laughs> the lotus 72 by ebro uh, so that is going to be my kit of choice for my birth year build so uh, i i Washed that last night. Uh, it was drying, and then hopefully, if I get some time, we've got a long weekend this weekend. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to get some time to sit down and start uh, putting a few pieces together. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't touched my uh, birth year build yet. I'm waiting. Well, I was waiting for a part, but I'm not going to be able to pick that up until the border reopens. So I'm going to have to scratch build a piece. So um, anyway, that's life. But uh, I'll get back to it. Yep. Um, we'll remind everybody what the birth year build is a little bit later. Because yeah. uh, we actually have some of our our uh, audience that have finished them. Uh, I think I announced yeah. one of them last week. We got a couple more that popped up in our Slack. Uh, we have a contest uh, build uh, channel there. Uh, so uh, a couple of people I want to shout out and we'll talk about the, beer, the build, birth year build, as uh, John called it. Sponsors, uh, speaking of Slack channels, uh, if you want to come join us uh, on a uh, Slack channel, you can come and join us anyway. We also have a Patreon-only Slack channel, so you get a little bit more of a peek behind the curtains and see how the sausage is made. Uh, Thank you so much to our new Patreon sponsors, Gary Knight from the UK. Um, I was so excited to see Gary kind of get into involved in the community. Uh, because yeah. as a guy from uh, the UK, I was expecting all kinds of European subject matter, and he builds mostly American. Yeah, he does, yeah, definitely. I've been following him for a while now on Instagram and uh, even Facebook and whatnot. And yeah, he is, uh, and he has got a nice collection of early '60s stuff that he's going to restore, rebuild, and whatnot. And they darn good. Clean builder. Yep, uh, and great to have somebody, uh, again, from a different... We've got all kinds of people from different uh, places uh, coming into our Slack. Uh, so come join us there. Uh, we also uh, want to welcome and thank uh, Ryan Voyer uh, at uh, joining us at the producer level. Uh, so thank you for Ryan. Uh, so uh, if some of you guys follow uh, our Instagram feed... Um, I've Ryan helped us out. I had a concept for uh, an idea, I should say, for a new alternate logo. Uh, the sprue design. It's uh, it's it's a fun one. I haven't done a lot with it as far as updating sort of the marketing, uh, mostly because of of my time. Uh, but uh, Ryan actually went and did that design for us, the one that I posted up onto Instagram. So uh, thank you. Um, you can actually see Ryan. I've got a little bit of uh, stuff that uh, he, he's he got a small scale auto show is his Instagram page. And he's uh, very talented. He does a lot of 3D printing of parts. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, 
stay tuned. Uh, I, I really recommend going and finding his Instagram and, and following it. Uh, because he's uh, he's talking about uh, maybe getting some of those 3D printing uh, parts out as a bit of a hobby business soon. So he's he's still trying to figure that out. But, um, you know, hopefully uh, that's something that uh, will get out there. He's got some really cool stuff. So uh, thank you, Ryan. I uh, appreciate your support. And also thank you, Gary. Uh, if you want to be a patron... Uh, and help us uh, continue making the podcast. Uh, your support really does make a difference. Uh, it allows us uh, to buy things like new software, which I'm told made the last episode sound a little bit better. Uh, you can get access to behind-the-scenes Slack channel. Patreon extras, including what sounds like a extra bonus uh, podcast chat that we uh, recorded prior to this uh, episode, uh, and perhaps even have a chance to be on the show. Um, please feel free to join us, uh, patreon.com slash model car podcast. Understand if you don't want to use Patre- Patreon, uh, you can just throw us, uh, a, any kind of bone that you can modelcar.show slash supporters. will take you to our PayPal link and you can throw us something out there. And we thank you to all of our, all of our sponsors and supporters, uh, because really it does help. Uh, also please share and rate the podcast, rate it highly. That is, uh, wherever you can, um, make sure you know, that your friends who build models know about us. Uh, you know, we're an acquired taste, but, um, you know, maybe somebody out there would li- would like to hear us. <laughs> That's for sure. And if anybody's into dulcet tones, well, we got them covered there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to start singing if that's what you're expecting, so... <laughs> Uh, so our, our our topic for this episode is uh, really inspired by Pat. Uh, so Pat uh, talked about building a new spray booth. Him and his uh, friend, his buddy, who let him build the spray booth in his garage and use his garage. That is a buddy. So we wanted to talk about how you build a spray booth uh, because not everybody has one. Not everybody has a modern one. Um, so Pat, uh, what, what, what did you do? Let's, uh, let's go through, you know, uh, John, I know you've got the, uh, expensive version, but I'm assuming that you had a, uh, a more do it yourself version before that. Um, I, I want to discuss how do we build a spray booth? What do we recommend for people? And, uh, you know, uh, have a little bit of a conversation about that. <laughs> okay. This uh, what we built is furniture size. Okay, this is big. Um, this is uh, way back, almost uh, twenty years ago, mm. and it's still. Uh, it's there's no updates, but it, uh, on the old in, the old internet, there was something called Model Car Tech. Um, I think it's modelcartech.com or something. You can probably. I didn't even add the link, but I did add it. A, a link to something that uh, Klaus Radatz wrote uh, a number of years ago and added to, and um, he's, I, I'm pretty sure in our discussions uh, that he's into uh, HVAC type stuff. Yeah. Heating ventilation. Um, and he had designs for big, uh, for small, but for big, yeah, also just how to cover CFM and things like that um, in airflow. Uh, specifically exhausting the fumes and things. Uh, so he has a design, and it is, like I said, it's furniture size. This is like the size of a refrigerator, uh, basically. There's a, um, 
it would be like a bar fridge up on top with uh, sitting on legs. Um, the spray booth size is uh, 32 inches wide by 24 inches deep by 30 inches high. And it's, it's a wooden box uh, is what it is. Now, um, it has a... Um, uh, it's a downdraft booth. There's a small plenum underneath the actual paint area and um, fumes and uh, overspray, all that stuff is uh, uh, blown out by a, a Dayton blower. Um, it, it's hard. Uh, there are photos in the show notes. It's hard to describe, but it's, it's a big, uh, people might, if you don't have the space, Obviously, I understand that you need something smaller, but if you have the space in a garage or in your basement, you could vent uh, outside the casement windows or whatnot. I recommend it. We actually built two. Uh, we built one for myself and uh, one for him, and we didn't, you know, we planned that all along. Um, so it's in his garage now, and um, it's just uh, followed by the photos. Uh, you'll see that, uh, that, uh, it, it just it, it I like the size it may some people may think oh my god this is too big too you know but it really we worked out uh, with Klaus as to what we needed for CFM when it comes to ventilation and whatnot and bought the appropriate blower fan for it and we didn't pay a lot of money I think the f- blower fans were about two hundred dollars each we bought two of them the wood I I, I imagine you could. I don't think I we put five hundred dollars into each of these boxes. Well, we built one full function; the other one's half built. So it's going to compare with something small that you you know if you have limited space. But um, yeah, it, I I don't know. I recommend it. I, I like elbow room when it comes to painting. I still spray with spray cans for the most time. If it comes to it that. You know, I'm I'm using the airbrush. Maybe it'll be overkill a little bit, but I I just I like the size. Um, I I like the shape of it. So that's what we've got. It's uh, the photos are there. Um, we use common furnace filters for. Um, um, you, we have a spray paint area. Um, underneath there is an eight inch plenum. That plenum will take any of the air or, or the overspray. Pardon me. And it'll suck that out and blow it outside. We have a window, as you can see in the photos, close to it. Um, your painting surface is actually a pegboard, um, which would be that... Um, uh, pegboard. What is it? 32. Yeah, pegboard. 32 inch by 24 inch. Um, and as you spray, you can actually, you know, you can see the overspray getting sucked down through those holes. And it goes through filters, common furnace filters. Uh, they're, you know, a couple bucks each for just cheap ones. And they're disposable. So you will get some paint, uh, certainly uh, the dried overspray, into the filters. You know, just to, just to save your um, your blower um, from getting gummed up too much. With uh, uh, It's a squirrel-style filter. It's all uh, sealed and everything. So there's no uh, no risk of spark uh, um are igniting any of the paint fumes or whatnot. So um, I don't know why they call it a squirrel filter. It should be like a hamster wheel filter, but I think you know what I mean. Uh, if you've ever heard of these uh, these type of blower motors, that they're the safest for that kind of stuff. So um, just look at the pictures and see if it's something that you have the space for, you won't regret building it for 
I, again, I don't even think we got 500 bucks into each of them, maybe. And that's with the extra lighting and um, a bit of duct work to blow it out. Uh, uh, it, I, you know, again, it's something that I really enjoy. And uh, it's it's better than not painting at all, which was the problem you've heard that I've had in the past at uh, where I'm currently living. You know, I have to drive half an hour to use this, but hey, um, I get to use it. I, I've been able to paint some stuff, and so has he. So it's um, so so the design itself was that something you came up with on your own, or you used uh, Klaus's? Well, it's it's a modification of Klaus's. Um, uh, we looked at it and said, okay, well, how much elbow room do you want? You know, how much, how big of a space? Well, okay. It's, uh, some of this is in uh, the link that it, uh, is called Paint Booth Technical Stuff uh, from Klaus Radatz. Um, a lot of it is in there. It, it's technical stuff to read, um, but it tells you your CFMs compared to the size of the box. So if we would have made a smaller box, we would have had either you know, use a blower and the blower could have, you know, sucked out too many fumes or too much fumes too quickly and would have made your paint process a little odd. So it does, uh, the CFMs in that box, um, there's a chart there to match up exactly what you need for, um, uh, for a motor. Um, there's a lot of good things, a bunch of excellent things in that technical stuff, um, link that I've given, but we've made some modifications to, uh, to suit ourselves. Um, but the size and the general design, uh, it's a, like I said, it's a downdraft with a, a plenum underneath and, uh, the plenum just gathers, um, the dust. There's very little dust. Uh, once you get through the filters, there's very little dust, if any at all. And the and, plenum um, is just a chamber that uh, collects yeah. uh, air at yeah. at it. Yeah, basically that that's what uh, the fan is pulling the air out of uh, a chamber. It's still the sixteen by twenty four because um, sorry sixteen um, thirty two by twenty four thirty two by twenty four and it's an eight inch depth and again through um, Klaus's charts that that shows the best exhaust um, capabilities for the motor involved. Um, you, it, you have to match it up in certain ways. So you have to look at your, your total area and match up, um, match up a motor recommendation for them. And he's given motor recommendations uh, in there as well. So right. it's, um, like I said, it's a big so like, you know, you see the pictures, it's refrigerator sized, but it's nice if you have the space, you have the elbow room, um, you know, it, but the, the most important part is matching up the uh, CFMs. All right. So, so let's go into the, the basic design because you've got a yeah. downdraft. Yeah. Yes. I know I'm saying, yes. I'm saying I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. What, why, why did you, I, I have a backdraft and I think, uh, or I think it's called a crossdraft. Uh, that actually vents from the back. Uh, John, yeah. I think you have the same as, as I do, right? No, I don't. I have a, I have uh, vents from the top. Oh, yours vents from the top. Yeah, my vent, mine vents from the top, and I, you know, Ooh. I'm reading, I'm reading the Klaus's advice, and he's like, we don't do that because of this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> there's and your I'll, dust problem. I'll, there's my dust problem, and I'll also go on to say that my friend Robert basically has the same setup as Pat. 
Okay. Um, so we, <laughs> it's downdraft. It's this, it's that. It's like, yeah. Okay. So, so let, I, let's, let's explain hmm. what the differences are. So sure. there, there are three, four different ways, I guess, to uh, look at this. So a, a, a cross draft, a side draft, a down draft, an updraft, they are where does the, uh, the air, air and the overspray go? Inside the, the box, get vented to the outside from. So a backdraft, uh, a cross draft, they call it, uh, is at the back of the booth. So the uh, flow of air and the flow of dust uh, gets sucked away from the car. You're at the front of the booth spraying. It gets sucked to the back. Uh, Pats is a downdraft, which means that everything gets sucked down below the surface of uh, the, the the. the paint uh, I, yeah, we don't really have the paint table or the painting paint table. Yeah. surface. Exactly. Yeah. The, John, John's is actually, I'm surprised uh, at an expensive one, is going up. Um, so his is actually sucking out much like you would a kitchen fan, right? Uh, yep. It would it would suck your fumes up. Uh, and then the other thing you can do is a side, so it actually sucks out the side. And I've seen that uh, as a concept that I was actually considering at one point. So I, I'm I'm kind of interested in the choices, the the reasons why people uh, and these are heavily disputed. Everybody has their own theory of which one is better. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of it comes down to the dust. Uh, so I'm spraying in. I want everything to go out to the back of of the um, the the spray booth. The problem with that is it's sucking in all of the air from around me and bringing it across the side of the model. And, uh, you know, the, the one thought I have with, uh, with a cross draft is that um, that's going to be on the side. It's not going to be wet paint. It's not going to settle quite as hard as on a top surface. Uh, you know, if you you want to avoid that, uh, the downdraft. Uh, we'll get. I, I want to talk to John about the up the updraft because that's really scary for me. Uh, the downdraft, though, Pat, that is pulling things yep. down. So it's pulling things from the front a little bit, but it's also pulling things down um, on top of the model. How do you find that so far? Have, have you had any concerns with anything landing dust landing from outside onto the top of the model at all? Well, not. Yet, um, we keep it very clean. Uh, That's important that before you start, um, just just give it like a tack rag uh, on the the ceiling of it, if you will, we can call it, and the sides. Just give it a good, you know, a wipe with a tack rag and you should be, we went with the downdraft just for the gravity. Um, It's sucking Mm -hmm. down. You can actually see, uh, very small particles of stuff that's dried before it's hit the model, it actually gets sucked down. So we we went with downdraft just strictly as a gravity, um, uh, natural flow of anything is going to go down. Yeah. So I think that's why we did that. But never, having not had a dust problem from above yet. That's good. That's good. I, I the reason I've kind of avoided when I, I did a bunch of work when I built I built my own uh, uh, booth twenty years ago, maybe even not that far. Um, but I kind of looked at the downdraft. I like the idea of the downdraft. The concern I have is that you're actually sucking in from the front of the filter. 
you're actually sucking in um, undirty air, if you like, or uh, dirty air from the front that isn't actually part of what you're pulling through. So I, I was interested. I've never used one with a downdraft, but uh, very okay. look very cool. Well, I'll put it. I'll put it this way. Um, my friend is fastidious about his garage. Like you could eat off the floor. Uh, he vacuums the floor of his garage. He has a vacuum in there. And if we're nailing some stuff up on the wall or something, if there's a little bit of dust from putting, say, an anchor in to screw something onto the wall, he'll sweep up and then he'll vacuum. So the garage is very clean. I think it's important that I, I state that, that this is coming from a, like I said, all you could almost eat off the floor, clean uh, concrete um, it's concrete floored garage. It has a heater. Um, so it's, it's a very clean car garage. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, John updraft, uh, any concerns that you've had from dust? Uh, the thought that I would have is you're then trying to raise any overspray up against gravity. You know, Pat, mm-hmm. let's talk about gravity. Mm-hmm into a filter and then out um that seems like you could get some you know if you had any dust that was heavier than the uh than the suction from the air um that could fall down potentially onto your vehicle is that a problem you have Uh, i don't think that's where the problem is coming from at least not on the gtp the gtp the body seems for some strange reason actually it may be me but there's an excessive amount of static electricity around here at this time. Every time I get a, get into and out of either one of my cars, I get a crackle at my elbow or somewhere. And, you know, I, I remember the last time I paint, put paint on the GTP. I wiped it down with a tack cloth, spray the paint. Where the crap did that crap come from? You know, it's, this isn't. Time, <laughs> f- time for a humidifier. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a possibility, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, give it another yeah. give it a, another two or three weeks, and I'll have Mother Nature doing that for me. So, yep, yeah. Then we run out of uh, we run out of nice air, and we get uh, get into damp air. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. liquid air, shall we call it? A little liquid air. Yeah. Um, now again, I, I've talked about the CFMs and things like that. We don't we haven't found that. The air that's sucking in, like where we're standing and actually spraying the paint, like from outside the booth, we're not, the CFMs are are calculated enough so that it's not really sucking air necessarily in. I mean, it is, but so such at such a low level that it's only sucking in near where the holes are on the pegboard on the painting table. So it's not sucking air in from everywhere. Uh, Well, theoretically it is, but most of your air suction is coming down from from down low so i'm again i, I the dust is uh, has not been a problem yet mm-hmm. uh, so you've got a squirrel fan uh john what kind of fan are you using on yours as far as i know it's the same thing i it's remember i bought it <laughs> it's what's what in there you, what were you using before i was uh using the <clears throat> pardon me the the oven the oven fan mm. the range top the range top uh, hood that's it. Yep. Couldn't think of the word. Yep. Okay. Better cool. than nothing, but uh, yeah. Hmm. You know what? There, there's uh, as Justin said at the beginning of this. There's all kinds of opinions, uh, like and whatnot about. I I don't see that. 
a, a range hood filter, a range hood fan would be as hazardous as some people claim, but then that might be foolhardy of me to say that because uh, people have probably had that with a flammable product like a, a spray paint, it's certainly. So I don't know. I, I Before this box, I had a range hood for, really for years, uh, range hood style, and um, uh, just as long as you kept things tidy and... Uh, kept the filters clean i had no problem with it and i sprayed quite a bit and um but that died in the flood so um yeah we had to had to move on but um yeah it's certainly err on the side of caution and don't use a range hood unless you know it's uh you have a fire extinguisher close and uh balls of steel maybe or something i don't know yeah okay consult consulting with the 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 pace uh website it has a shaded pole exhaust fan. Okay. So the the reason that uh, the fans are an issue is uh, for explosion resistance. Explosive, yes, for for the dust, basically. Yeah. So uh, because we are often spraying with things that are flammable, uh, there is a possibility that uh, flammable dust will get in to anywhere that does have a spark. If you have electric uh, electrical wires going into a fan, it's going to produce potentially a spark. Uh, the, squirrel fan, uh, the squirrel cage uh, blower that Pat uses uh, has all the electricals on the outside. It's uh, a particular design to be uh, explosion resistant. Uh, mm-hmm. John's, as he said, is uh, shielded. Um, mine is not recommended uh, by anybody on the internet. However, it works perfectly well for me. I have a bathroom fan hooked on the back of it. Uh, and the funny part is for the last uh, probably 10 years, uh, I bought a squirrel fan and I've just actually never bothered going in and modifying my, I've, I've kind of got this in my mind that I want to rebuild my uh, um, uh, my spray booth at some point and I'll design it better with the squirrel fan. But for what I've used, I've got a pl- similar to a pad. I've got the plenum. I've got uh, the filters. And I've got it vented through um, a bathroom fan. And it has been, I'm going to touch some wood while I say it, uh, but it, it has been foolproof for the last 20 years. Um, you know, again, as Pat says, keep it clean. Uh, you know, make sure that you're venting it. I turn on the fan. I vent it before I start spraying anything, so it's had adequate time. Mm-hmm. And, and I've I've not had any problems. Um, you know, the this is the same caution that we talked about when you know I told you the guys that uh, I I have a kettle and I actually heat up uh, the water that I use to heat up my spray cans and with a kettle. Uh, I'll put boiling water in there and put my spray can in a boiling water. It is not for everybody. It is not necessarily the safe idea, but it is something that can be done with caution. Uh, we don't recommend it because obviously liability and all the rest of that. But I, I just thought I'd put in my experience, John's experience. Uh, I'm assuming uh, he's still living in the same place. He hasn't burnt down his house nope. from from using the uh, oven fans. So, uh, you know, there. if you have the, the money, and you have the space and the design to make a squirrel fan design. Uh, Dayton blowers are the big uh, manufacturer. You can get them at um, most. I think Ackland's is is the easy one that everybody has in their room. Yeah, Ackland <laughs> Granger, I think, is where we bought ours. Yep, that's where I bought mine. Yep. And at about uh, Unobtainium here in Quebec. 
Oh. Okay. Now, can, now, can you figure out why? Nine, no. 95, 98% of people in Quebec heat with electricity. Oh. Ducted systems. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's yeah. virtually nobody dealing with any of that in Quebec wow. in the last wow. 30 or 40 years. So. Wow. Yeah. Rural Quebec or, you know, Montreal. Everywhere. Proper. Everywhere. Wow. So. So it's electric baseboard heating is electric big, uh, baseboard heating is king in Quebec. Wow! I mean, when the natural gas company wanted to put a line up our street, they went up our street asking everybody, and you know how many people said yes? Zero. Zero, including yourself or your dad at the and time. That's right, including my dad. Like, everybody wow. said no, we don't need that. They went over one street, wow. and they had two or three people, so they said eh, it's worth it for two or three people, but hmm. that's it. Wow, that's um, that seems so backward to me. But you know, because yeah, it's, uh, it's how it is. We, w- yeah, that's that's exactly it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, we've seen everything from spraying into cardboard boxes with a uh, with a small room fan behind it, you know, to <laughs> rubber made tubs that have had um, a, a small bathroom fan. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of, and certainly there's, as John owns a, a nice pace uh, pre manufactured, comes to your door and you plug it in type of thing. So <laughs> it's up to you um, what you want. If you have the space, I recommend this uh, the the one that uh, that I've that I've uh, built or we've built. Um, just if you can. And then you can even do some small car parts in there if you're an actual one-to-one car restorer guy too. But um, yeah, I uh, something I is better I, than nothing. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, something to vent. Um, you know, find a way to vent outside. We're we sat there and looked at it and go, well, he said, well, we can put the booth over there, and then we can just use a little bit of four-inch ducting, and we made a, you can see in the pictures, um, it just goes right out the window, and you know, the window's all secured and everything. And uh, so it's, I found out really how important it is to uh, vent outside. Um, that's certainly with proper equipment. Uh, you know, here in my home before I was told not to anymore, uh, I wasn't uh, venting outside. So... The dust is definitely a lot lower, so things are cleaner, so things are safer. <laughs> Please be safe. Yeah. Uh, so venting. Let's uh, jump to venting because we're talking about it. Uh, what What do you guys use for uh, venting outside is obviously the best thing. You can also, I've seen it, where you can uh, vent into a bucket of water. Uh, yep. And that will actually filter for you. Or you can uh, blow into a bucket of uh uh, activated charcoal, I think, is the other one that you can use. There's a couple of choices there. I, I vent outside. I'm I'm actually lucky. Uh, my basement uh, in an old old house uh, has uh, what used to be hookups for, uh, I guess, um, a dryer. Uh, so I actually have an outside yep. vent right accessible yep. to where mine is. So I've I've got just um, you know standard tubing hooked up uh, to my dryer vent. It works fine. Uh, John, what do you use? I'm using flexible ducting. I know it's not as good as, but it's just one of those things. I can't bring myself to permanently put a plug in a window and keep it there mm-hmm. all the time. I just just can't do, myself, can't do that to myself. Mm-hmm. So have you guys ever tried um, 
filtering into water or something like that in, internally? If I had a Bef- bucket of water, I'd have a wet cat. That's all I got to say. <laughs> if you take pictures, you have a TikTok. Um, yes, that's oh, true. Yeah. But he, 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 that idiot cannot resist water. Those are all the rage is TikTok videos. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see what I did there? I went all like, uh, you know, a teen. Yeah. You were hanging yeah, out with the daughter again. Exactly. Mm. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're bonding. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, um, I don't, you, you know my feeling on social media, so uh, you can imagine my yeah. feelings on TikTok. But anyway, Oh, exactly. It, yeah. Um, before uh, we built uh, at his garage, I was venting into a bucket of water. And the thing with those Dayton blowers is that um, it's good. It's, it's calculated for the CFM of the booth. But I'll tell you, once it gets to that bucket, it actually splashes up. Like there is force <laughs> of, uh, there's a force of air and other stuff coming out of there so i had oh, to god you know yeah so the yeah i i i, I had to <laughs> make some changes of that i you either get like a bubbling cauldron of water or you are above uh the water surface and it grabs the dust very nicely but it splashes so it's not optimum this blower is not optimum yeah for, and if i if i was doing that the cat would be right there looking into that bucket watching it bubble and boil and oh, yeah my my girl doesn't <laughs> care anymore and she doesn't go to the basement but um yeah i did oh, try God. that and uh, oh yeah gromit i can uh, certainly imagine oh. that he he'd be all over the oh, place oh and so, he'd be uh, talking about it too he has to talk oh, about things sure Sure. So, oh, um, God, yeah, I, I, I can w- understand now why you had problems with little Napoleon there in your uh, complex, because he must have walked past your window and it sounded like a hookah bar or something. Um, yeah, no, I don't. You know what? I, I it just when he did a physical inspection, he saw. Yeah, I mean, if you see in my pictures, you can see a couple of all the cans that I get from the local auto jobber, mm-hmm. uh, the spray cans. So he saw all those, and he just saw that. There's like, no, no, you can't. I, I even I said before, I can vent it outside. I have the materials ready. I was just going to get your approval. Oh no, no, no! Get this damn stuff out of here. You're not, you're, you're not, you're not painting here. It's not safe. Even though I had offered, so yeah, the bubbling probably didn't. And I used the the bubbling, or at least the uh, the water filtration style for my twenty um, four hour build. But I haven't built at home, or I haven't painted at home since then, other than outside, and that didn't work for me with the swirling winds. And uh, anyway, so <laughs> it's um, yeah, that's the um, it's again big booth, but um, if you can do it. And uh, downdraft, I'll definitely recommend for, um, and the ducting, as you can see, is just standard uh, four-inch galvanized uh, ducting. Mm -hmm. uh, You you use, uh, for filters, you use um, uh, the the standard. The cheap cheap furnace filters that are, uh, you know, three for five bucks or whatever they are. It's, uh, (laughs) they use two at a time. So you got to buy a couple packages to get an even number of, you know, so yeah. And just once they fill up, just throw them away. You know, they're yeah. cheap. They're, they're, um, uh, it, it's, it's a cheap safety piece. Uh, just, you know, and it just helps not clog up your squirrel, uh, uh, um, <laughs> motor. 
The big squirrel motor. You're, the big squirrel motor. Yeah, I, you, so. you know we had to say it at some point. <laughs> oh, and you what? know what? I only saw it coming then. I didn't see it when I said squirrel style earlier. I just uh, saw it, was, it coming It was now, building so. up, Pat. It had to it had to happen. All right. You know, I'm I, I'm missing a step because I'm I would have caught that earlier. Mm. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. You need more coffee. Um, John, what? What, do you, what do you use for filtering? Same as Pat. Okay, I, I think that's right, unanimous. And, then, uh, yeah, and the and they, the furnace filters work well. And because again, like I said earlier, because we don't really do forced air in Quebec anymore, these have to come from the United States. <laughs> Amazon. Oh, well, well if yeah, Amazon actually that would work now, don't, yes, but why don't, don't start me on Amazon. I have feelings. Oh, oh, oh me too. I was actually ranting at uh, John yesterday about Amazon. Yeah, and I oh, said, you can yeah, do whatever you wanted yeah. with it. It's not my fault. Well, yeah, but you recommended them and then they fell apart. Mm. Yeah, well, mm. Pat, mm. They delivered what, everything. What, what are your feelings? Me. My feelings. Oh, uh, I, 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 I needed to buy a pair of slacks, just just a pair of pants, and I'm looking through, and okay, that's fine. I you know find the color I like, my size, my inseam. Okay, click. Yep, order this one. Fine, and I order it, and it's kind of oh well, uh, we're not delivering right now. You know we're not going to deliver. We're only delivering necessities. You know. Um, Okay, well, pants aren't necessities, I guess. I don't know. You don't want to see me without pants. But, um, essentials. Um, yeah, essentials. Now, a couple of weeks ago, my cat was quite ill and she made messes around the house with vomit and whatnot. And, um, I have a certain, there's a, a, a Bissell fluid, uh, cleaning fluid for carpets, uh, for pet messes. And, uh, so I'm running low on that. And uh, think, oh, well, I better order some more, and they can combine it with the uh, with the slacks. And uh, no, 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 the uh, the cleaning supplies came within three days, but my slacks are still on pause. So, cleaning supplies for your cat vomit are essential, but not your pants. Yes, hmm. I got I, I've got one even better than that. Is uh, uh, they I. I get my vitamins through Amazon. They have a subscription process. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, every, you know, 60 days, uh, I just have them deliver the ones that I've eaten, you know, because I get 60 in a package. Every 60 days, a new one comes. I've always got, um, I don't have to think about it. Um, and so uh, about the beginning of the month, they come out and say, hey, uh, just confirming your order. So this is a standing order that I've had. Uh, yep, no problem. It'll be delivered on this day. Um, and of course, it wasn't. And try to get a hold of them. Oh, well, it's been delayed. Try back in three days. Uh, so I got a hold of them yesterday. And oh, uh, yeah, it'll be another week. And I said to them, you know, this is crazy. I have to, I don't want to skip my vitamins. I want to keep my health up at this time of, uh, you know, the world going nuts anyway. Mm -hmm. I, I can't wait another week for them. I want to go out and get those because I now have run out. Um, and they were very difficult to actually cancel the order. Oh, well, it's it's with the carrier now. I said, well, yeah, that's your carrier. I'm not talking to the carrier. You guys figure it out. Um, yeah. I'm going to go out to my grocery store and I'm going to buy them. Uh, and, uh, you know, you guys can uh, figure out what you need to do to cancel the order. But it was such a pain. Um, and really, you know, for for the fact that they'd had that order for... 
uh, well, uh, they've known about it and I confirmed it for at least two weeks. Uh, I was pretty disappointed. Okay. I had feelings. Uh, no, that's, um, yeah, I, um, I, I tend to, that's a physical thing I do. I go out and buy my vitamins. I don't have to, uh, see, I don't have a whole lot going on in my brain, so I need to keep myself kind of active. I don't have to worry about work type stuff. Uh, or all kinds of other stuff, family things, like daughter and wife and whatever. So I can actually think about going out and going out to buy vitamins is a is something for me to do. It's like I'm a, I, I'm an old retired person now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I could um, it's go the on highlight a of your day, Pat. Part. Highlight of your well, day. Yep. <laughs> I need some That's... calcium carbonate. Uh, yeah. So yeah. mine's all that, about efficiency. That... If I don't have to think about it and it just shows up, I'm happy. And Jameson is um, based here in Windsor, so I buy, try to buy Jameson vitamins and uh, support the local economy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's get back to uh, talking about blowers. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, hear me blow steam about uh, Amazon. Have feelings. Never good. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. It's got to be something <laughs> to set me off. Uh, what do you guys use for lighting? Uh, external, internal? Uh, I have yeah. two internal and one external. Um, we put an, an internal, we put a bulb in there, a um, 100 watts uh, LED um, uh, cool white. Yeah, that's not a cheap light bulb. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, 17 bucks, I think, uh, off <laughs> yeah. the top of my head. Plus the socket, uh, the, the um, um, yeah, it was like a whole $22 to wire a light into there. Uh, so it was, um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, it was only about 22 bucks to do that. So internal, internal LED. Are you concerned? Because I noticed it's a standard light fitting with just an LED regular yep. light bulb into it. Yep. Um, the fact that you've gone to a squirrel fan to avoid spark. Are yes. you not concerned about having a light bulb like that with a regular screw in connection? within your within your fan no no i'm not i i understand that that is a place that can spark but i'm not uh no i i'll be honest i didn't give it a lot of thought i gave it some thought and i said nope this is going to be okay and i i let it go pretty quickly so um Mm. John, what do you what uh, do you have on yours? Is it is yours uh, just like a light bulb, like Pat's, or yep, just like something a, different, just like with Pat's. The two internal ones are the exact same way. It comes from like that from Pace. So if he thinks it's safe, I guess it's safe. You know, if okay. you get what I mean. I've yep. thought about it. There's one external. It's nowhere near any airflow, and it's the same basic design. So it's yeah, I'm not worried about that one at all. Mm-hmm. I, I was curious because I gave this a little bit of thought when I was building mine. I actually have a uh, a sealed uh, external unit mounted on the inside. That's um, it's one of those what are they twelve fifteen inch um, fluorescents? Yep. Uh, that is that is in a sealed unit. So the whole unit itself is sealed with an external power switch uh, right on the unit itself. And that's what I use just because I had given that some thought. Um, like in, in order to get that, I kind of have to take the whole thing apart in order to replace the bulb on that. So I, was, I, I saw Pat's on his picture, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, how did lighting go? Uh, my- we, uh, no, sorry, we considered an LED strip, um, but 
we have uh, shopping limitations right now. So um, we, we were going to get a sealed LED, um, but we decided that uh, just do the bulb for now. And that could be a change we can make. Mm-hmm. I was also curious, Pat. Uh, I'm not sure where John's is either, but I've, I've seen yours. Uh, you put the, the bulb in the middle of the design. In the middle towards the back. Uh, does that cause any shadows? Uh, because I spray towards the front of mine, uh, so I have I have mine mounted right at the front, so that basically it's shining in, and that way it's it's illuminating what I see when I mm-hmm. when I'm painting. Uh, so I don't ha- I'm not painting into a shadow. I'm just curious yes. if that was something that would be a challenge for where mm-hmm. you've got that set up or nothing. I found yet because I tend to lean deeper into the box when I'm spraying. So I'm not finding any shadows. There are shadows off to the side, but I'm, those don't affect uh, me in painting. Okay, that's good. I'm, I, I guess I have a much smaller, uh, uh, mine's only a 24-inch wide uh, design. So I'm really working outside with just my arms in. So for me... Yeah, for- oh, yeah I'm, I, I'm inside. I, I can spray pretty much with my elbows in the box right at the very edge of the opening. So I yeah I, I I tend to stay back a little bit, but I could if I had to. So um, no, there's plenty of elbow room. So uh, I'm I'm deeper into the I'm probably almost the halfway point um, in the booth when I'm spraying. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. What what do you use for cleanup? Either one of you guys. Uh, mine is all lined with cheap plastic wrap. So when it's time to clean, remove the condom. Right yep, rip it off. That's an. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to put uh, uh, clips and um, uh, construction paper or something like that, a mm. white construction paper. But you can see there's some overspray and some can uh, tests on the side already. The, but, pl- uh, the plastic wrap comes from the dollar store, Pat. You know, it's, yeah, okay. it's you, know, yeah. you can't, you're going, to, you're going to wreck it. You're going to get overspray on it. It's pretty cheap yeah. to replace that way if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, construction papers uh, equally as cheap. We just need the clips to hang it on the wall. So yeah, but the plastic wrap, the plastic wrap works by static electricity. No tape, no, no, nothing needed. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make a uh, make a confession here. I struggle with plastic wrap. Uh, I, I, yeah, it fights me and it wins. So oh, I tend not to use it. Okay, got you. Then if it's winning, it, yeah, nope. yeah, yeah, you it, have to find it, another it beats option. me. I. I've been defeated by a, a, you know, a essentially weightless piece of uh, plastic. plastic wrap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Windsor has a newspaper. We do. We well, do. Um, you buy the paper. We do. Well, the paper's only good once, right? But it's dark. Like with the print, mm-hmm. it's dark. And I, I want to keep it as, as bright in there okay, as possible. Okay, 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 Yeah, I'm just I'm not fighting you. No, I'm just, I, uh, I get it. I'm just trying to, you know, you don't always have to buy something to or buy no, something expensive. But, but you have two sides of construction paper, and so you can rotate them and then throw them away. I don't know. We're, right now, we're that's what we're con- contemplating is uh, keeping it clean. And um, that's... What, that was our best thought so far is just dollar store, dollar tree, construction paper and uh, tape it up or clip it onto there and rotate it. And then once both sides are full, yeah, throw it away. So again, it's a couple of bucks at the dollar store, however we do it. 
Uh, yeah, I, I have a slightly different way. And uh, my first thought, though, is listening to John talk about plastic wrap. My, my thinking plastic wrap is cling film, which is static. Uh, you've got a problem with dust and static. Do you not feel that introducing something like plastic wrap could be a contributing factor to static building Possibly, up on, but- your, on your model? Yeah, but the mo- I guarantee you the model is sitting at my workbench right now, and I know it's just it's attracting stuff. It's like it has a charge. Uh, right, but uh, once you put it in there, it's going to be even worse, right? Because at least you can clean it before you put it in there. I I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. Maybe maybe you're onto something. Maybe not. I don't know. I I I guess I could. I don't even know how to try to experiment to see what that will get me. But uh, hmm. I think a humidifier is in order. That seems, but I, you know, again, as we said, for a month or two, yeah, just that, just that time after, after winter time, where things are just, yeah, kind of staticky, you know, even just, just yeah, that. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, rambling. you're, you're trying, I'm you're rambling, rambling and trying to figure it, figure it out while you're talking. Yeah, yeah I've been there. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably not the best thing to do on a podcast. <laughs> that's okay. We got two hours of this. That's all we do. Oh, yeah, but oh. We're, we're cruising up on the two and a half hour part. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, interesting. So what I do for cleanup on mine is uh, I line the bottom because I have a backdraft. Uh, and so most of the dust for me goes on the bottom and I use uh, spray cans. So there is more, more dust than perhaps uh, John has uh, on his. Uh, I use uh, blue towels, you know, those uh, innocuous... Um, uh, whatever they're, I think they're actually called blue towels, right? They're they're like they're shop, a, towels. shop towels, shop towels, yeah, shop towels. Get yeah. those at the dollar store. Okay. Get those at the dollar store. You can buy a bunch of them at Costco for cheap, like a you know you're buying toilet paper or something like that. Actually, I shouldn't <laughs> say that because toilet toilet paper is probably harder to come by than blue towels. But uh, yeah, I so what I you know one of the things I've talked about when we when I spray is I spray everything down. Uh, I mist the air with water first and one of the things that uh, i like is that the blue towels absorb some of the water and prevent dust inside my my uh, spray booth so that's kind of something i've tried um you know a slightly damp one i have very very little problem uh, desp- despite the setup that i have in a dusty basement uh with uh with with dust surprisingly for for the setup I've got. So it seems to be one of those things that works a little bit for me. Um, just thought mm-hmm. I'd throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, – yeah, I, we um, also for our very dry dust in the plenum when we take off our filters is uh, go in there with a dust buster, um, little hand vacuum and uh, suck out any of the, uh, the dust that didn't make it to the uh, – to add through the exhaust, which is very minor, but um, it again, it just it gets away. It gets if you look at the the pegboard, you would think that, and it's it's probably theory that the holes closer to the fan are going to suck a little more air than the ones that are at the far side of the pegboard. So you find there's a little more dust. You know, uh, further away from the uh, from the fan motor, so you got to clean that up uh, underneath underneath as well. And on the inside, yeah, just a wipe down with a tack rag, and um, you're ready to roll. And the pegboard uh, 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 paint table, if you call let's call it a paint table or a paint base, um, where you spray and you set, let it set. Uh, yep, tack rag, 
and um, just a wiping with a, a damp cloth. Hmm. Uh, what do you use for power? Uh, are you just on 110 for everything, or uh, do you need anything yep. special for your squirrel fan? Nope. It, it's all uh, it's all 110. We've got a switch on the side that turns on the light and the fan. Um, he's wired it in so that that's, um, yeah, that and they go on and off together. So, um, yeah, it's just 110, just a simple plug in the wall. Uh, so you said about 500 bucks for this. John, what did you pay for yours? Because you bought yours. Yeah, and I bought it long enough ago that, yeah, I paid about $500, as I recall. Mind you, it was American. Mm. And if you happen to go look at what Pace is charging for it today, oh, my goodness. I'm very happy that I bought it when I did. <laughs> uh, what are they charging nowadays for it? Uh, it's normally $775 US. Right now it's on Ooh. sale for $725 US. Oh, so. And how 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 wow. wide is yours? Mine is thirty six by thirty six wide. It's what twenty? Uh, hmm, doesn't say. Huh? It's about that deep. Yeah. It's okay, so yours deep. yours is a similar size to Patson. Yeah, I would figure so because well, it's it's bigger than the filter button. This is it's one twenty by twelve filter. So, and it has mm-hmm. a thirty four by ten extended work area. I'm guessing the depth over the work, the depth would be 20, 34. Oh, wait a minute. There's your dimensions. 36 by 34 by... Uh, 13 and a half high for, to get in the entrance. It's And it's 20 inches deep. There we go. Hmm. 20 inches. Yeah. Okay. So a similar size, uh, a little different, but similar to Pat's. Mine's a little yep. bit smaller than both of yours, I think. So if you're a handyman, you can certainly uh, you can uh, nail some wood together or screw some wood together and uh, build something big like furniture size. And uh, yeah, if not, then well, yeah. just be safe. Whatever you do, please, and if you, if you do have an accident, um, we'd actually like to hear about it. You know, because we can provide some feedback for everybody else. If you had problems with uh, you know maybe using the wrong type of uh, fan, uh, you know, or the wrong type of uh, light bulb even. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are and how, how the best way to go around that. Uh, Pat seems to have done his homework most out of anybody. I just kind of um, slapped mine together over parts that I could find, and it was worked well for me. And John took the expensive route and uh, picked up uh, the pre-built uh, and I'm assuming pre-engineered version. So yeah. uh, three different ways to do everything as you expect from our show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we never do it alike. <laughs> never. There's no hard, no hard and fast rules. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I hope he's listening. I'm not sure if he does listen, but I'll thank Klaus uh, Radatz again for that because uh, it's it, very interesting information. It's technical, uh, but it gave us the right, uh, gave us the right direction. Uh, pointed us in the right direction. Uh, my emails back and forth with him a few years back uh, when we were deciding to build these. A um, lot of help. Uh, being a uh, uh, being that a guy that's in that business, so um, it's a good paper. Take a look at the link, and uh, if that helps you at all, then great. Um, good old model car tech from God, almost twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. Got some Q and A for questions, comments uh, that we've got. Uh, we got some follow up from Rob Klein uh, on Facebook, and I'm really impressed. I actually found it. Uh, Facebook's. Um, 
uh, feedback mechanism is a little iffy some days. Uh, he uh, commented, uh, just listened to your new podcast, loved the movie car chat. Have you ever seen Hollywood Nights or Need for Speed? We touched on Need for Speed earlier. Uh, Hollywood Nights. Uh, either one of you guys know anything about Hollywood Nights? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I didn't have it in the list. I don't know that it would have made the top 10, but it's, it could be construed as a car movie. Certainly there's, um, there's a, a graffiti feel to it. Um, but yeah, it's Tony Danza. So I was like, eh. or not Tony, not Tony Danza, but, um, um, oh gosh, who's the, uh, the lead in Hollywood nights. I forget who the lead is in Hollywood Nights, but anyway, um, yeah, it's not in my top ten certainly, but I do recall. Yeah, all right, um, yeah, I actually I think okay, uh, I thought it's Tony Danza and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, that's in Project X. Oh, Project uh, uh, Project X is another one. The Hollywood Nights, starring Robert Rule, Tony Danza, Fran Drescher, Michelle Pfeiffer. So you're right oh, there. Okay, Pat. you're right. Pardon me, I I was reading the show notes and they confused me for a little bit, but. Um, um, yeah, that's, um, yeah, again, not, uh, uh Fran Drescher, aye, aye, aye. between Tony Danza and Fran Drescher, uh, yeah, I can't put that in my top 10. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Technical question for you. Uh, Rick Henderson, uh, sent us, uh, some feedback on our website. Uh, he's got, uh, Tamiya TS spray cans. Uh, if you do not use all the paint on a model car, can the nozzle be cleaned so that he can use it again? Uh, I thought this was a good conversation to see what everybody does. Um, what what uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I've I already sent uh, Rick an email back, uh, but I, I'm curious to see if you guys do anything different than I do. Uh, turn Ooh. the can upside down, spray till I get clear, then I wipe off any paint on the nozzle and happy to use the can again next time. Same as John. Just invert your can and spray till there's no more color. And yeah, I, I, I'll wipe down. I've never, I can't imagine taking the, as, as easy as those uh, nozzles pop off. I can't imagine, you certainly couldn't soak that in, say, a lacquer. I don't think you'd probably bugger up something in there. But um, no, just invert the can and, and spray till, uh, till it's uh, dry or till it's clear. Yeah, that's that's all I do as well. I uh, yep. I, I very rarely clean the nozzle itself, I wipe off the nozzle, uh, especially the Tamiya stuff. It it doesn't seem to have any buildup there. Uh, there's the odd uh, time I've used like an auto paint or something like that that may have more of those problems. Yeah, uh, but then, uh, th- then you need to you need to wipe it off. Or um, uh, there's been some I can't remember which brand it is that I will actually see um, a little bit of spray on the lip of the can itself. And if you get yes. it. Uh, so I've had to clean that off as well, just again, so it doesn't dry. But for the most part, anything I do, uh, upside down, spray it, just decant a little bit until, until it runs clear, which doesn't sound, you know, it sounds like, oh, you've got to spray for a long time. That's a second. You know, it really isn't a lot of stuff that you're, you're putting uh, anywhere. So... Uh, easy to do, just a reminder to everybody, and uh, I think it's the first time in podcast history that all three of us have agreed on something. Oh, wow. you'll have to insert some celebratory music at this point. Yeah. Uh, in, in your editing, like a ta-da or something. Uh, Pat, you're sorry, making too was, much work for me. Let's move on, please. That, that's, that's awful. I'm sorry to yes. to uh, to 
pump up the quality of the uh, the program. Uh, unless you're going to sing, that's about all we're going to get today. Yeah, that, that's... that's <laughs> Next question from Chris Meacham. Uh, he sent it on Slack. Uh, so he's uh, getting tired of doing so much wet sanding and buffing. Uh, he's a team airbrush guy. He's using 2K Clear. Uh, what are your settings, mix ratios to get a smooth finish? Uh, the amount of orange peel he's been getting is ridiculous. He's had five coats of clear on the Bandit, which is uh, one of his builds, and he's still, still had some spots where he cut through the clear to hit the decals. I, I sent some thoughts back. I don't use 2K clear. Uh, John, I know you don't use it as well. No. Nope. But uh, I thought it would be a good... I, I, I kind of approached it like I would have any problem airbrushing uh, paint. Uh, you know, what would I check to see what the problem is? And and so I thought that was kind of the basis for discussion. You know, see what what we have if you have a problem with too much texture coming through your airbrush. What do you do for it? Um, John, do you, I, you've obviously seen what I wrote. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? Here we go again. I'm going to have to agree with you. You know, a little, a little bit less pressure, a little bit more thinner. You know, you, it's a matter of feel, you know, as I've always said, I'll try when I add thinner, I want to add it to get to the, about the consistency of 2% milk. But whether that works with something like 2k clear, I don't know. Uh, Pat, do you so, have any specific uh, ideas or thoughts to throw in? No, I really, I'm team spray can, so I've I've done very little experimenting and certainly haven't touched 2K clear. So um, I'm, I'm just going to say, yeah, you guys sound good. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple of things. I'm just going to read them out, my thoughts on this one that, uh, you know, Chris has already seen it, but I thought it was a good conversation for everybody. The first thought I have is that uh, the paint's hitting the body too dry, causing it not to flow and to settle. So the first thing I try is thin the paint a little bit more and make sure you're using the right temperature reducer. Uh, now, some some lacquer paints, uh, automotive paints particularly, have a choice of reducer. And I have two different temperature reducers. Uh, high temperature, which will dry quicker if you're shooting in heat. And a low temperature if you're shooting where it's not quite as hot. And I don't remember, I think it's around 77 degrees or so that that cutoff starts to change for me. Um, I, if, if I'm using something this time of year, I want to have more flow. Uh, so a lower temperature reducer would probably be better because it's not going to dry as quickly. No, I, ha- I have the lower temperature reducer like you. At least I think that's what it is. And I've never needed anything else. Yeah. Um, in, in the summer, sometimes you got to switch over to the high temperature reducer for the same re- for because it's, uh, uh, it, it flows better in the summer. But um, I can't remember which way it goes. Try it. Make it. Make sure that temperature fits your 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 paint and your temperature. Uh, the other thing I recommend is using less air pressure. Um, I know, John, you go quite low. Um, <laughs> normally, yeah. I'm up. I'm up around twenty. If I was having this issue, I'd probably drop mine to sort of the fifteen, sixteen psi. Uh, you can go even lower, John. You use what 12? 10, 12? Yeah, 10, 10, 12, something like that. If and maybe upon rare occasion up to fifteen. So. Yeah. You know? uh, so bring bring down your your temperature as well or your pressure as well. Shoot with a little bit less. Uh, the other thing is to make sure that the needle in the airbrush is wide enough for the flow of paint. Um, now I know you used to use the Aztec, John, and the yep. Aztec had different uh, paint tips 
for different uh, paint flows. Yep. Uh, I have, uh, I actually have, if I'm doing a body particularly, I have a very simple uh, at Badger, I think it's 350 single action, uh, that just is great for a nice big, th- big flow. If I want detail, uh, I use uh, an HPC from Awada, uh, but it's it's a detail, it's it's a fine nib in there, a fine tip, and what that means is that it works great on small details, uh, but if I'm trying to do that on a, on a body, uh, I, I end up having to be really careful not to tiger stripe it. Um, so just because uh, the flow is, is so much less. So use something that has enough flow. Make sure that you're using the right needle in the right airbrush for what you're trying to do. Uh, another thought I had was to warm the body before painting. Uh, so sometimes if I'm, if I'm getting something, uh, where I'm getting, you know, drying, I'll actually warm the body in uh, my dehydrator before I actually paint it. And that seems to help the paint flow. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a myth on my part, but uh, that warmth does seem to help the the paint level a little bit before it it dries. Uh, And of course, the other thing is to make sure you're not spraying too far away from the body. Uh, The more distance, the more time the the paint is atomized in the air uh, to dry before it touches your body. So you want to be pretty close. Uh, I know, John, your, your method is pretty close, right? Yeah, about an inch away from the surface, so yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a little uh, yeah. bit further away from that, uh, but, uh, you know, those are variables that may help. Uh, I, I don't think any of us have used uh, the 2K specifically, but, no, uh, you know, those, those are some thoughts. As I said online, thoughts. I'm not going to touch that stuff, so. Yeah, um, th- those are some things I would do if I'm generally troubleshooting a problem with any paint I'm airbrushing. Uh, anything you guys want to add into that, that uh, or, or contradict me for that reason, things I might have screwed up? No, 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 nothing here. Um, in that case, we're on to our recommendation section, uh, which I think will get uh, crickets if I can be bothered to find a sound for that. <laughs> uh, Pat, uh, you got nothing. Well, I didn't add anything in. Um, I haven't uh, done any reading or watching of TV the last couple of weeks. So, you know, just, I don't know, just... Uh, in a not a funk, but just kind of, you know, where the uh, the um, it the, can't the pan- always be creative. The pandemic, yeah. <laughs> the the pandemic has kind of got me down a little bit. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not running around without a mask on and things. But I want to get things. Let's come on, let's start get get clicking again. And like I said, maybe picking up the Mustang uh, GT4. Uh, will help. Uh, maybe that'll be something and uh, finish a couple of projects. So nothing new, nothing off the uh, the hobby list to recommend right now. But uh, like we talked about pre-show, if so Mandalorian's uh, probably in the can for season two. So looking forward to that whenever that happens. But um, yeah, just not uh, not watching much TV, not reading right now. Mm-hmm. And John, you came up with nothing either. Yeah, that's well. I've got one that Pat might like because you've got a mm. you, you you have Netflix right Pat? I um or you might somebody somebody has Netflix and um yeah I Sweden, do too. Sweden has Netflix. Sweden has Netflix. Um there is uh, a w- Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Now I know that sounds like the name of an underwear brand that's like hip and 
fashionable. It is actually uh, two comedians, uh, Thomas Middleditch and Brian, Brian Schwartz. Uh, sorry, Ben, ben Schwartz. Um, uh, Tom Middleditch plays Richard on Silicon Valley. Which is one of my favorite favorite shows. And, which, which character is he? Uh, he's like the the main CEO of uh, oh, okay, Pi Piper. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Uh, kind of the geeky guy, but uh, he's yep. he's okay. hilarious. He's actually from uh, BC, uh, from a little town up in uh, the interior here. Uh, ben oh. Schwartz uh, plays a character on Parts and Rec, but uh, I haven't really watched that, so I don't know him from there. I th- I think uh, yeah, I think I can picture him. Um, these two guys have done three Netflix specials so far, uh, which are long-form improv specials. I know you, you've been a fan of Second City, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. These are brilliant. They come out to the stage. They ask the audience for an idea or something to, to play to. And then they do 45 minutes of improv uh, making up multiple characters and switching between the characters. Mm. These two guys, two chairs, and nothing else. Um, and an improv can be a hit or miss for me, and I was just howling at the way these guys do it. Really, really well done improv. So if you if you like uh, improv specials, because, um, you know, with a name like Middle Ditch and Schwartz, uh, that is not something anybody is ever ever going to find accidentally on netflix uh this was a recommendation from a friend uh and really really enjoyed it so i do recommend it yeah long form uh improv it it it, it's brave that's certainly it's brave to begin with and to record it to put it on television it's even more brave so i imagine this is uh, pretty good and that i'll definitely be checking out Mm -hmm. Uh, how about you john are you uh, an improv comedy guy can't say as i have can't, oh, can't say. Nope. Sorry. All right. No worries. A uh, couple of closing shout outs. Um, birth year build. So I just want to remind everybody that we have a birth year build. We've talked about it before. It is by the end of November this year. Pick a car from your birth year, car, truck, automotive subject, and build it and share with us and the community what you've been building. Uh, so we've had uh, two uh, more people finish this year, this uh, week bef- since the last uh, episode. Uh, Chris Beecham, he did his Smokey and the Bandit 1978, I believe it was, Trans Am. Uh, the best part was it includes the, the Burt Reynolds hat. Uh, so we all had uh, thoughts and jokes about why the hat was on the, uh, on, mm. the on the car seat mm. and not on Burt Reynolds' head. Uh, I think John knew something about uh, the two reasons but anyway well he said it in the, he said it in the movie yeah oh, came yeah. off for two reasons that's it oh, oh trivia question trivia question oh, time Go why why what are the reasons what are the two reasons that burt reynolds or character uh will take off his hat from the smoky and the bandit movie the original smoky and the bandit he says i only take my hat off for two things and uh, you get an internet cookie, and uh, I don't know our our um, our, our ad- adulation if you have that uh, answer. And a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, shout out on the podcast. And we'll shout on the podcast. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. First one to reply. Let uh, let us know. Um, he mentioned uh, actually he he did a great job on that. He actually built it in the Trans Am, the Bandit. Uh, 
style with all the gold trim on the black. I mentioned some challenges with getting the hood to fit with the rad support. Uh, so the recommendation is if you're going to build this kit, test fit, test fit, test fit. He had to do some modifications to get it working. So uh, uh, have either of you two built this kit? Nope. Back in, back in the day, I built the MPC. I can't remember which one Chris did just off the top of my head. Did he do the AMT MPC one or is this the Ravel? Mm-hmm. Good question. That's what I'll have to look at. I, I don't have that top of my head, but um, I was a kid back uh, when I built that or a teenager. So it just got slapped together quickly. So I don't have any vivid memories, uh, good or bad, about that kit, but it was a uh, Black Trans Am. Yeah, I only wish Chris had finished it last time because uh, we were doing the movie special and it would have been a really good time. Anyway. Okay, actually, it's it's the earlier car. It's a 76, 77 car from the original Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. Ah, not a 78. Okay. <laughs> 77. Not that it matters. Okay. And yeah. there's, it's, a, well, MPC did it back then. Yeah, I built it back then, but Ravel also did a die cast of it too, so. Oh. And I, I, and I know it comes, comes with a hat. Yes. All okay. about the hat. All right. Yes, it's, it's all, all about the hat. The, yes. the second person that finished the birth year build uh, and posted uh, pictures of it on our, our Slack channel. We have a Slack channel for uh, the contest builds. Feel free to post it there on Facebook, uh, wherever you want. Uh, just ta- tag us and uh, we'll we'll come take a look at it and uh, give you a shout out for it. Uh, Brian Burwell, uh, he completed absolutely stunningly painted uh, AMT yeah. 1970 yeah. Monte Carlo 454 SS. Uh, this was done in a creative candy brandy wine over a metal silver base and cleared with the automotive 2K. Oh, we should have got him on to uh, answer the question about the automotive 2K. But wow, what a paint job on this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, That's the 2K for you. That As- really makes your color pop because CreateX is a... Uh, uh, it finishes off as a dull finish, um, so as far as I know, uh, unless they've changed some formulas or whatnot. So it does require a clear coat. It comes up like um, like fluorescent paints or Deglo paints. It's um, yeah, it's a it's a flat finish. So two K clear will make it pop. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking more the uh, the candy color on it was just absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah, he had oh, done yeah. a really it, it, right. I, candies are. A little bit challenging. If you get anything wrong, you know, you can't sand them down as much because you're relying on the translucency of the top coat. And he yep. really did such a nice job on that one. Yep. And again, it always uh, depends on your base when it comes to candies, uh, silver, gold, whatever. And his uh, his silver really, uh, gold would have done, you know, made it look a little warmer perhaps. Uh, but it's a beautiful color the way it sits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some big wheels on that, so I'm assuming that's a uh, a more recent release of that kit because uh, those wheels do not look period to me. <laughs> no, I don't even know if they're in that. They could be something aftermarket, but or they could be in their latest releases. I don't know, but um, yeah, that's definitely um, killer paint job. As killer, killer paint job and a what? What do they call that? A modern style resto or resto rod? Rest, or- resto mod. Resto mod, Resto that's mod. it. That's it. With the uh, but really nice style, uh, good good stance to it and yep. everything. Have you guys yep. ever used the Craytex paints? 
Nope. Uh, my friend uh, Dave used to. Well, he's passed away now, so uh, he probably still would. But uh, yeah, he used them, and that's why I learned that they were a uh, a dull finish, and it needed a clear. And he used uh, Createx clears to pop them up, and uh, Createx has uh, good clears as well. So um, um, I've seen a couple of paint jobs done, and certainly at shows, I've seen talk to people and go, yeah, that, that's uh, Createx Autocolors. Oh, okay. So, and um, yeah, they come up with some lovely stuff. I, I'm surprised. I've I've actually got a couple of uh, cans of it. Uh, I know the one I have is Fire Engine Fluorescent Red, uh, which is, I, I bought specifically because I've got, you know, like John, I, well, no, unlike John, John builds them. Uh, I have images of building fire <laughs> engines. Uh, and this uh, fluorescent, I thought, would be really, really cool for that. Of course, I haven't got there yet. But uh, at some point, I'll give those a try. Uh, they're airbrush only. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was just curious if, if you guys would ever use them. Not myself. Wow. Oh, I think pretty much done with the show. Uh, anything you guys wanted to comment on before we get into our contact section? No, no. Thanks for uh, Thanks for having me back. No worries. Uh, you can find the show notes for this episode, modelcar.show slash podcast slash 040. This is episode 40. We made it this far. Wow. Yay. Wow. <laughs> you can talk to us. Uh, if you're interested in our Slack group, it's, uh, you know, as you, we refer to it a bit. It's a great chat uh, application uh, where everything is private between us and, uh, you know, not everybody can peek in. What it does mean is that because not everybody can peek in, you need an invitation. Send me an email, modelcarpodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you an invitation. It's that easy. You just quickly sign up. Uh, they don't collect a lot of data on you. They're not snooping on you. They're not selling your data. Uh, but if you do like that kind of thing, we also have a Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash modelcarpodcast. Pat, where can people find you? Hey, they can find me at padredman.ca, which I really need to update. Uh, I have to work with you on updating that a little bit, and let's get some content. Mm -hmm. John, where can people find you? JohnDesign.com. With links to everything else you do. And I'm at JustinTwyford.com as well. Uh, plus, you can find me um, anywhere that uh, the Model Car Podcast lives. Uh, we're on the web Our website is modelcar.show. We're on all of the... Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Model Car Podcast. Thank you so much for our Patreon producers for this episode. Your guys' support really helps us continue to do what we do and get better at what we're doing. Thank you to Chris Martin, Pat Redmond, Alex Thomas, Mickey Drace, Scale Finishes, Classic Truck Modeler Magazine, and Ryan Voyer. <laughs> Thank you uh, to Pat Redmond for coming on the show. Really appreciate talking to you again. Hey, I appreciate being here because um, I don't nearly get to get to talk nearly enough to strangers on the street anymore. <laughs> this is true. John, say goodbye. Meow. Bye, John. <laughs> yeah, Dominic will need that. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. <laughs>